Welcome back to WTF in Vonadeel. And let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Did they send me spicy when I asked for the Fox Danger? It's the saddest job I ever see. But before the show is through, listener Fox and I will make a geo out of you. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was uh that was something truly special. Oh, oh, it was special. I was humming it on the way in and Carrot, you know, well, told, told me don't be cringe. Well, I mean, you, you failed at that. <laughs> and I mean, sure, we could try to make a geo out of them, but uh, I don't know if we have listeners. <laughs> and today we're joined by Yatnar. Uh, I don't know what you want to go by besides that, but welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. It's good to have a geo expert who made a funk work style outline. Oh man, yeah. now you're calling me an expert. I, I don't know if I can live up to the pressure. Well, the outline is far more robust than anything I would have put forward. And I looked at it and I didn't want to like pull my eyes out. So, I mean, you had something going with it. Yeah, I don't know how. We'll, well, we'll see where this goes. But right. <laughs> That's fair. How you doing, Fox? Oh man, I am tired. Um, I'm approaching finals week. Um, dealing with a, a final project. I think I mentioned it before, um, involving chess openings and recursion in, in computer science. So I've got to do a lot of algorithm-based things. Um, so that's the thing. And then just dealing, like, in-game. In-game is supposed to be my release from stuff, man. And in-game, just dealing with hypocrites and cheaters. Like, I've spent a lot of time talking oh. on my LS. I, yeah, I'm just going to jump right into it. Like, I've been ranting about this, like, all fucking day. And... You know, I've been talking about my LS quite a bit over the course of like all these podcasts, but I honestly just can't even stand by it anymore. Like, I, I, I just don't want to deal with people who are hypocrites anymore. I mean, I was going to start off on a positive note here with our uh, listener who asked about their, their dancer, but uh, I guess we're going to do what happened to the community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I guess it does tie directly into it because that is kind of what set me off this morning. But yeah, just uh, just one of the, the, the things about my LS, though, is that we... Um, we, we try to pretend like we're the last LS that does everything legit. And I personally, like, I sure, I use GearSwap, but I don't use all that other garbage. And mm. we had someone the other night just, like, using tools that aren't appropriate for what we're doing and, and how we do things. And I call them out on it. I tell them, I just straight up tell them not to cheat during the run. And I just get a bunch of pushback from the other leader who doesn't know what he's fucking doing. And it's, <laughs> it's just absolutely absurd. So I, I'm just, I have, like, no fuse on it anymore. I'm going. Then, I'm going to assume that that other leader doesn't listen because I haven't gotten a phone call since I last said I'm going to get a <laughs> phone call about this. So I haven't gotten a phone call about it in a long time. So I'm going to hope. Well, if he wasn't a coward, he would give me a phone call about it. But <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. And I, I'm glad this is no one high profile. You know, because as we're recording this now, the me saying something last time about someone high profile. Is going to come out. We'll we'll see if there's any blowback on that. Well, I still have to try to you know have some kind of text, so I'm not going to like call anyone out by name, but it should be fairly obvious. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess I guess we'll we'll use that to start with the the whole the whole thing here in, in a bit. But I, I I just I don't know. Like you asked me how I'm doing, and like today, uh, aside from me just being, you, really, you need really a hug, tired, buddy. I mean, I, I just haven't had a whole lot of sleep, honestly, and you know, compile all those things together for something that's supposed to be like a retreat for middle life. 
real life and something I'm supposed to just enjoy doing, especially something relaxing like Dynamis. You would think people wouldn't be able to, you know, fuck that up on that kind of level, but apparently yeah, it can exist. Um, but, you know, positive things. I've got my uh, my tea here. It uh, smells wonderful. And um, I had a, a delicious lamb meal the other night. Ooh. What uh, would you do to the lamb? Uh, it was uh, it was it was zested with um, like some some orange peels and stuff. And I, I don't know, I, I can't really go deep with it because uh, someone else made it for me. But um, it was definitely outside of the normal because usually I have like a mick a mick dinner or um, you know maybe I'll make some some ramen. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty delicious. Well, while you're on food there, well, I'll, I'll give my two cents about lamb. So lamb, man, I'm throwing it in all over the place. Huh? You, yeah, you did not get sleep, I see. So. Funk posted this morning. I would have found it anyway because it's in the questions thread, which I usually look through on Reddit to get, you know, some ideas or feedback or get the pulse of the community at large here and there. And someone posted there, Benchiro of Asura. I can't seem to find Spicy's What the Food YouTube videos. Does anyone anyone know how to access these Julia Child masterpieces? Ah, I really like that, too. I, you know, Spicing with Ryan. They're begging for it. eh? The 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 vox popli it was it was too good man uh people i i knew like at least someone would latch onto that like that's pretty solid you know i just responded back with lol on the sock and i got back i'm actually serious where's the food content brah the people crave the content it's a crave case (laughs) so i you know i'm not babish so i don't that's not my niche and I wouldn't have the production value for that. However, I will give my two cents about lamb. Lamb is pricier than other cuts of meat, at least in America. I mean, I'm yeah, not it sure about it's more traditional other countries. Maybe it's a little subsidized or something. I can't speak to other countries. However, lamb is nice in the fact that it has its own flavor, and therefore you have to do less to it to enjoy it. Some people go overboard, but I would use a different cut of meat in that case, especially one that's not as pricey as a nice, you know, you get like ram lamb rib or something or you know something like that you know something nice and anyway you know it's got its own nice flavor that's what makes lamb so special so you'd have to do very little to it you know a little rosemary you know a little butter and olive oil something to give a nice crust and just don't do much to it don't overcook it because you never overcook it yes you don't you don't want your meat pink and even red i like my meat rare but even just meat, you know, that is not a bad thing. You're not going to get sick. And if you yep. have a problem and need to have a well-done steak, then perhaps meat's not the best thing for you. I'm not sure. Hey, you can butcher it. I mean, that's, I mean, it, it sounds very snotty for me to say that. I, I'm an amateur, but <laughs> I do think that if you're going to overcook something like chicken or meat or, you know, chicken is meat, then, then why are you bothering? And well done is overcooking. So, you know, that's, that's lamb. It's very delicious. Good for holidays. Very impressive as always. However, uh, the whole spicing with Ryan thing, I just post quick food in there because I enjoy food. <laughs> so <laughs> I, as much as I think it would be fun to do, one, I don't have the time for it. I already spend negative money on the game and I already put a lot of time into that and anything else. So I don't have like an abundancy of free time to go spicing with Ryan. I just post food and stuff. That's, you know, it's fun. I think that food is one, it's a very connective sort of thing between you know it it supersedes boundaries and cultures and things like that food is food it it binds us all we all need food we all enjoy food but food is also uh, like a can be an artistic expression of love to someone you care about like if i make carrot a very nice meal and it's you know 
I put a lot of work into it or I make it even puts a lot of work into it. Lamb is very easy and I've done that for the holidays. Always goes over well. But you know, it's just to do that yourself instead of just picking it up or having someone else make it. I mean, it's it's an expression of love to be like, here, I made this for you. I worked hard on it. Enjoy it. You're enjoying it, therefore you've received love, therefore I'm happy. Da 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 da. So it's part of living a happier life. Nonetheless, let's get off that segment. <laughs> Wasn't planned. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I guess while we're at it, I, I mean, you know, aside from not providing us the content that we truly require, uh, how have you been, man? Oh, wow. Um, getting my vaccine on Tuesday, so that's good. Oh yeah, good old. Oh man, good old Johnson and Johnson. I opt for because it's from Jersey. I want a Jersey vaccine. And I'm not this yeah. Detroit nonsense where we say it's not as effective. Get out of here. Got to stop the spread. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to worry about the rest of the stuff for that man. But uh, just just uh, try to to plan accordingly once you get it. Uh, my brother got it recently because uh, he has to fly a lot and uh, does stuff for the government and. Um, when he got it, he, I think it's like the sickest he'd ever been. Um, just like with the pain that it overcame his body. And this is not a message about not getting the vaccine. Like you should absolutely get it. It, it, it is. It's an immune response. It, it kicks up your yes. immune system. So Johnson's one. Exactly. So it's going to give you fatigue, headache, uh, sores, yeah, pain, exactly. and da, 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 things like that. Maybe some rarer ones if you're special. Just but, feel yourself yeah. for it, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a physical guy, so not that I'm saying me being physical uh, is any sort of thing special, but it, you know, I, I just feel like I'm not sitting around working from home all day. So maybe I'm a little more active and therefore it won't hit me as hard or I have to like stop a day and you know, sit in bed and stuff. But you know, we'll okay. say, we'll say, yeah, I, I looked forward to that because you know, if it, if you're feeling that, that means your immune system's working and it means, Hey, you've got some protection. Otherwise in game, uh, you know, Unfortunately, Eric's is not here to criticize me. Die Abenteuer von Spicy und Reisen. Having fun. So, you know, soloing, dueling CP on my pup. I'm almost 800 now. I don't even care to join a party. I'm having fun. Just I go 30 minutes at a time and log out for the night because I don't got time. But I do that. It's fun. Uh, however, uh, shout out here to Evan, E-V-A-N of Asura Server. There was a shout for Segment Farm, and I joined it. And As a pup? No, no, I don't. Oh. I'm not taking my pup to things yet. It is not ready. I get you. I get you. I have a very high bar, very high standards. So yeah. I, it could definitely go and it would be fine, but not good enough. Uh, you know, I, and then he, after that, he goes, do you want to, you know, do you need any wins or whatever? I'm like, I mean, Mapaka would be nice. So he just threw the Mapaka together for the tiger or whatever. And now I have Mapaka. So that's, that's nice. Oh, all right. Yeah, I remember you posting about that, and it didn't even click that you didn't have that clear yet. Yeah, I, I Evan gave it to me. It was nothing. It's not like I joined a pug or anything. He just gave it to me. So it's very, nice. very easy to do that one. Yeah, I mean, as far as like your your crazy, you know, German description of your your puppet adventure, like you can almost add the and fox asterisk onto it because I've spent like the last four days on Puppet Master when not in events. Oh, it's great. Like, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I've been having a blast. I found it's way more fun than Monk, so... Oh, yeah, yeah just man, like, just coordinating my TP with my puppets fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe he just, as far as that segment farm went, maybe he let me get the win or wanted me to get the win or something because I was just riding hard on the bard that was there. It was absolutely fucking trash. Imagine a bard. Oh, no. Imagine having a mage healing people, and they run into MP because they've never gotten balladed the entire run, and people are running around being stupid, dying and aggroing stuff and 
you know, I, I don't have hate on things because I'm running around trying to scramble to get things or, you know, things like that. And just the bard is... Oh, you were on Rune? Yeah, I was on Rune getting attack songs. And if I had gotten okay. defense songs, it would have been really easy, but I didn't get that. So I'm I'm scam- scrambling on Rune trying to hold mobs and everyone's fighting something different and I can't muster hate fast enough, uh, you know, because I'm in spell interruption right gear. I have everything beating me, so it's less enmity. And the bard yeah. was not giving ballot even when asked, and they were like a very low duration bard. And it was, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I said to Mattel, I go, wow, this bard fucking sucks. And I think that that got me in. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Um, we uh, we run a pretty tight ship on my Odyssey farms, and uh, I'm blessed with a, with a good bard. Um, Abject is generally the bard for that. And a lot of people don't like to get stuck on Bard, and sometimes I can tell that he doesn't like to be on Bard, but, you know, it's just the best role, and he's the best one for that role. Abject so, was know, the one who sent the email team. last time asking for Spice and with Ryan. I hope Abject is not yeah. Benshiro as well. No, 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 he's not. He's just, he's literally Abject in-game. But yeah, he's a, he's a really good Bard, and um, he's been Barding a whole lot, and it's made the runs really smooth. So with you talking about the Bard woes and, you know, it's almost like we're going to talk about mages that don't heal people properly or do the right buffs this episode. But uh, uh, yeah, bards in particular, along with Geomancer, are, are right up there with the jobs people don't play effectively. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty common to get your experience, and it's it's more uncommon to get one that knows what they're actually doing. Okay, so let me speed run through this little thing we have here from a listener who asked a question about Dancer before I do the community thing. Then we'll do yeah, Geo yeah. in the whole episode because as anyone knows, our segments are the best part of the show. So I have something here on Reddit. I was sent to the sock, which I only check occasionally. So I've been sitting here for four days and I answered today, but I kind of answered today. I didn't answer the direct question because I'm going to answer it right now, but I'm not going to make them wait a week if they respond with them, then I'll answer it again. Uh, Late to work, I assume, because late to work was uh, taken. Hello, Spicy. I've been listening to the What the Fuck podcast, or it's When the Fuck or Why the Fuck, but the WTF podcast. Old player returning recently. Any chance for a dancer episode? Yeah, in due time. What do you think, Fox? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm really interested in playing dancer. I have a really low gear dancer, and you know, I've I've helped a lot of people play dancer better, um, despite not being on it very often. Um, I would like an episode just like pup the pup episode to kind of incentivize me to pick it back up again and you know care about it and everything um, because it's it's definitely it's definitely something that that the community should know more about. I think um, dancers should be more included. Put up. Well, yeah, but I mean, to get it included, people would need to know more about it and feel better about the the pros, you know, versus the cons of it. Because I, I think, despite what the rest of the community has put forward, you know, from from various sources on on you know the benefits of why you should trust dancers to be able to do what they need to do in groups, um, I just don't think that we have enough voice over all supporting. Well, we just—I uh, would really like to do it justice, you know. If we did that, we need an expert that can sit there and be really quiet while we don't include them in the segment. <laughs> well, you know, I figure we're going to ask him how he's doing here in a bit. I, I'm hoping. Anyway, so the rest of it was, um, I enjoyed Dancer, but it seems as if they don't get much love. Which, correct? I mean, that's 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 true. Do you suggest a job change or anything? Should I switch to Summoner, Red Major, Ninja, my other 99s before I go much past Sparks gear? So I would honestly encourage sticking with Dancer because Dancer is very underrated. I put in there as part of the answer, I didn't answer the full question of anything beyond just stick to Dancer. I said that after Beastmaster, I think Dancer is the next bandwagon coming because it just has a lot of value. And the more SE keeps releasing, 
things that are focused on small groups and ambuscades. I think Dancer can emerge as a great DD and support DD that it really, of course, is. If you take out even curing, if it didn't cure whatsoever, let's say it keeps a race. That's nice, too. But if it didn't cure whatsoever, Dancer would still have a great place in the party. Curing is just icing on the cake, and it really helps sometimes. So, Yeah, you get steps no matter what. And the th- the thing I, I see a lot happen to a lot of people when they try to play it is um, they'll get into a like their mode, you know, but they won't really necessarily switch back and forth between it as needed. And sure, I mean, you may get like a DPS hit if you do, but overall, you'll be more functional for the party, like supporting it where it needs support, um, as you can change that on the fly. And, and Dancer's actually really fortunate that it gets the ability to even do that. Um, so rather than getting tunnel vision and, of course, just trying to win the parse or, or whatever to, to prove that Dancer's a DD or something, um, it, it should just, the, the player should just approach it from, the aspect of doing what the party needs it to do, which is kind of an underlying theme that usually comes from this show. Uh, and then uh, as, as far as like switching jobs, I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Um, I would actually just try to diversify as much as possible because you aren't going to be able to go to everything as dancer, but true. But compared to, to summoner make, and ninja and stuff, I mean, ninja's not going to get any love either at the moment. No, but I mean, summoner could, yeah, um, if you get Nirvana and stuff and if they're in sparks gear, that's not happening. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I guess Red Mage would be the second thing that they had. I mean, that would be their diversify with Red Mage. That'll that'll help you a bit. The the sad thing is, is the Red Mage is a much higher uh, bar to clear. Like as far easier as than being a summoner. Time. I mean, you don't have to sit oh, yeah. there and, and and put as much effort into your gear for a job you don't really want to play. Yeah, all the summoner gear like plummeted in price. <laughs> Probably so. because people are moving on past that because it's so easy to do everything nowadays without summoner. But getting another job for when. You know, and not giving up on Dancer, but just getting another job functional to the point where you can still continue to gear Dancer with, you know, gear with that job in mind and still be able to attend things. Because, you know, just being a single role does not get you in to get everything geared. Um, I, I, I think just having some diversification, but not necessarily jumping ship is probably the best way. Okay. So, I mean, the last thing I'll say on this so we can move on to our last segment here and include Yatnar in it, because it's definitely going to be something that includes him, because I'm sure he would have great input for it. But... The problem, too, with jobs like Dancer, and the reason I think they're not as popular, is because, as you said, you're not going to win the parse. I mean, you can win the parse on Dancer, you can win the parse on Thief, you can win the parse on a lot of things. It depends. Yeah, and how absolutely. well you know the game and play it will depend on that. There's no problem with a dance. A dancer should beat a Thief. I mean, it just depends. Depends on the people around you, too. But the mindset, Sometimes it's not even a high bar to clear. The mindset we see, because let's say you had a certain Link Show leader who had everyone mass buff their pup and make it the thing so they can try and carry the divergence run. The goal is not to win the parse. If you're so insecure about your damage, then yeah, you're going to be on nothing but your heaviest DDs. That is the role of the heavy DD in this game, and everybody wants daddy's love, and they want to be, I don't want to play Dancer because my Dark Knight does stronger, and we just face, you know. You have to have a mindset where you're willing to contribute to the group, provide good, impressive DPS, and yeah, maybe you don't win the parse, but... For everything Dancer brings to the table here, and other jobs bring to the table here, Pup's not going to win the parse either, but Pup does have good things to bring to the table for groups and situations, which will eventually happen, and you'll be glad that you had that there instead of, you know, a samurai that can't do anything. What are you going to do, run off in third eye when things are going bad on samurai? No, <laughs> your job is to DD, and you have some tools there to, you know, kind of fall back and mitigate a little bit, but, as a samurai, but, I mean... Stop trying to make everything about 
this job is better because it's stronger. Yeah, the jobs are designed that way. And that's everyone's focusing on daddy's love and just focus on what the job does. You don't need to win. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, Dancer has the added benefit of being able to do things by itself in a greater capacity than a lot of jobs do. So, I mean, worst case scenario, you can also just challenge yourself to get better and, you know, be able to solo things. I'm not saying that you have to or that's like the only option, but that's at least open to you where it isn't always open to other players, you know. So, okay, so our last thing here, I would say it's the worst threat of the week, but I honestly think the worst threat of the week was a name that we've mentioned before, Melfina's treasure hunter testing thread. I think that was the worst threat of the week, in my opinion, but... (laughs) This, you know, this might also qualify for worst of the week. Otherwise, it's going to be question that we weren't asked, but we're going to answer anyway. So question that we weren't asked that we're going to answer anyway. What happened to this game community? I came back to retail FFXI after something like eight years of not playing it. I did enjoy the catching up experience and seeing so, as so many tedious activities gone or diluted. What a, I was excited. Uh, yeah, gone or diluted. Okay, just gone. I was excited to uh, get to endgame. What I found is not what I remember. These days, people do caps lock all the worst shit. And okay, yeah. So you see where this is going, and and the problem there is it's it's rosy retrospection. That's why it's not as great as you remember it because it literally isn't. There is not a single LS that among its members got people that don't take advantage of some kind of hack, cheat, or exploit. Okay. No, they're not wrong. Link Shell doing Dynamis with Bot White Mage. <laughs> Merc shout. Merc shouts for everything highly recommended by LS leaders to catch up. Overall toxicity and drama far beyond that of a hardcore Warcraft guild. I was told I had to get JP, but not like I was doing it. Which OS party is the people, by the way. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's a weird... Anyway, either buy it from a Merc or just set my own bot up. 75% of the player base does something against the TOS. Probably like 99. Really disappointed in the player toxicity. And toxicity is capitalized every time. So it's kind of... I keep thinking of the song now. Yeah. As, the, yeah. The, as, <laughs> the toxicity of my server. Uh, a toxic- oh, my server. <laughs> you! Where are you on third-party tools? Man, what's the songs in this episode, man? <laughs> it sounds like disorder disorder i need an adult (laughs) you need an adult for real man uh on a server they at least have the guts to show what they do on other servers everyone cheats some way the caps lock here is just so angry form or buys gill they just pretend they don't disappointed in this game and what's been of it so you okay, were saying so, about your Dynamis Link Shelf? <laughs> yeah, so th- this this post and its responses actually like re-triggered my experience from last <laughs> night when I, I woke up to this. So I, I really don't know which one the worst threat is now. Why, that was okay, fucking so, terrible. So let's let's just like full stop this shit. Um oh, why right. even make this post? They're very upset. Yeah, Things well, aren't well, like I mean, they used why? to remember. They need to make eleven grade again. I I guess. I don't know. Um okay, so what happened to this game? Well, ease of convenience and people being adults with their own money happened to this game. I mean, you could say there's no data on people 75% violating terms of service. You know, there's no data on that. But you can say that botting is incredibly prevalent. And that's because botting tools have become incredibly accessible, whereas in the past they were not. 
So the only difference there is now they're accessible. People would have used them before in his heydays there if they had them back yeah, then. Yeah, they would have. So nothing has changed here. To be clear, I mean, these tools were used back in the day too. It's just the problem was people got them from shady sites that you would like you would get cracked software from how do you think people got you know claim tools back when they were faff hog hunting you know i mean this stuff isn't new it's just a lot easier to see now and it's a lot easier to find the tools because of things like github and paste bin and bitbucket all the different services that you can share your code on even all these people, you know, just growing up, going to school and like learning some stuff about code too. Oh yeah, people, right. even in, in the thief thread, you had people popping and saying, oh, well, just like Chia was in there and uh, Thorny was in there talking about, you know, writing up tools and stuff to use because it's not crazy to do that. It's not a lot of work. No. It's got to read the packet for it. Yeah, development for this game started in 1998, for an example. So the the methods and the processes that were being used, all of that is from that era. So we're looking now at, what, 22 years of evolution of software development and finding out just how much people were sloppy back in the day. I mean, if you think back to other games like Diablo or Diablo 2 and you could just completely hack the online games and have no problem doing it, it's it just is what it is. It's it's unless yeah. they change the whole engine, it's not going to be more secure. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, they t they teach entire courses on on keeping that that sort of thing up to date. Like if you're looking at like CS degrees and stuff. And I don't want to make this too much about school, but I mean, with us all being adults now, like these are the things that people have access to, and that's why these tools can exist. And that's why things are prevalent yeah. because everyone wanted it; they just couldn't get it before. And you can't keep it away from them. You have to, you know, in terms of mercs and things, if people don't pay for the mercs. The mercs go away. RMTing in this mm -hmm. game was super prevalent with shouting with bro sale and everything. You know, what, towards the start of the level cap increase and 75 was going up. And then for a while, with Abyssia taking away any need of it, people weren't even... People could have murked gear in Abyssia and it would have been just like it was now. People were, but it was very limited in capacity compared to now. I mean, and then, you know, there were no more RMT yells and tells all the time and stuff like that. They put a spam filter in and it just kind of all went away for feels like years and now you know murking came out it's easy guild out of us and everyone's paying for it so now the rmts are flooded in botting everywhere because a lot of it's rmt botting not all of it but a lot of it is and, and murking and everything if people don't pay for that in the community it doesn't exist anymore no one's gonna bother running bots and paying accounts if they get like two people a day to job point for yeah. you know exactly the problem is when i go down to get job points i will see Literally, like, up towards of 13 people. Maybe you can only hold 12 people. So I will see, like, literally a dozen people standing on top of each other in that corner when you're going down to the bats there. And, yeah. you know, it's disgusting. That's why I do slash disgusted as I walk by. And that even resulted that one time when I was slapping people there. That, that one guy <laughs> went to town warped and said, I, you know, you caught me, did it. I put it out in the Discord. It was great. He was, Shots fired. He was freaking out and yells, yelling at me. Oh, God, it was it devolved into just, you know, peace de resistance, a Sarah drama. It was great. But, you know, these things, we've decided this is how we want the game to be because every selfish asshole in there is running around trying to get theirs and fuck everyone else. So that's why this is the way it is. And that's the way it was back then because you know how this guy doesn't understand anything and he's full of shit? I'll read you this right here. Someone said something, it doesn't matter, and this is his response. Is is way more prominent these days. Back when I was in Endgame and my H&M, Dynamis, and Salvage LS would kick people if they found out we did cheat. 
That's not true. If yes. he had a real one. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. And you know, and the only link shows that did that were the link shows that were full of garbage idealists. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it was a it was a business back then. Like there's there's no there's, Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no reservations about that. Nothing says I'm in the best link show of serious people in the game then if they find out we cheat, they kick us. Yeah, I mean all you can really do is instead of posting ridiculous shit like this, is just go play legit. I mean, I do it. We can determine how we want this community and game to be, which is part of what this podcast is while we're having fun and I'm, you know, shit talking, mostly me. But, you know, we shape public opinion in our own sub community here because our Discord has gotten so large at this point. I think it's a complete full sub community. We have just, what, like eight sections now in the Discord? We have theory crafting, math and mechanics, general, what the food, yeah, uh, just all these things. And everyone is you know, <laughs> podcast chat and your danger lab, you know, because I, I don't even have to answer every question anymore either. Like sometimes like questions oh, yeah. get posted and like our guests will jump on and answer them and stuff like it's, it's been really good. It is, you know, I'm not going to say it's not a toxic sub community because that's nonsense. You know, the community will be, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, you can poison a well and you can make things devolve and degrade, but in terms of quality, what we say attracts the people that join that. Uh, whether we're having fun or not and the people that have joined and are not just lurking but are vocal have shaped to be the exact sort of you know community that i think everyone would be like to see in the game and and what we're trying to promote overall not just understanding or this or that it's about you know if you like something you have to fight for it that's what life is and you know by getting out here and having fun we're fighting for what we want to see the game be and it's attracting people and it's great so yeah, so I mean that's kind of like the response to this. I mean, it's not it doesn't answer the question that's asked. I mean, answering the question is what we did like in like a sentence at the beginning, but I mean ultimately the outcome of this particular question is or at least the ideal that this guy is shooting for or is basically the opposite of the way he's trying to go about it. Like he doesn't have does perspective. Just, yeah, just get some perspective exactly. Like get in the game and stop complaining about the game. What do you think, Yacht? Yeah, man. It's it is sad that someone is saying something like this about a 20-year-old game <laughs> and acting like it's going to matter. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. There's a lot of people that as soon as you say that, shut off, and they go, what's the age of the game have to do with it? But Well, the proceed. reason I say that is, is you have multiple types of evolution taking place here. One is what the content of the game is. Because you have all the different eras with the releases and patches, which changes what the content's like and changes what people are doing and how far they're willing to bend rules to make stuff happen. You also have things like the evolution of, of how we share information on the internet, which we talked about with the distributing of these kinds of tools, how easy they are to, to work with. And then the basic understanding of how these systems that are used in a client-server environment are used. So you've, you've got these three things that are all kind of evolving at once. And then you get the fun part of we have generally two major uh, like age groups in the game. You have the people that were playing it when it came out who were, you know, either young adults or, or you know, college age adults getting into the game who are now, you know, having families and careers and things. And then you have people playing the game now that are as young or younger than the actual game itself. And what they yeah. grew up with with games and what's okay in modifying things like Minecraft or or World of 
Warcraft or other games where, where modding is more acceptable. So it's, it's this weird, weird social experiment because there's not a lot of games that survive 20 years to see that kind of change. So what happened to the game? Life and time? Like, <laughs> yeah, you could say microtransactions too, but I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think that the younger generation of gamers on eleven are motivated by oh, microtransactions exist. Paying for mercs is the same. I think it's everyone that plays this game of any age group that wants an easy way out and wants to be accepted as ponying up to a merc. That answer is actually a really good perspective that you gave there. That it's you know it's it's multiple it's multiple lines that have that have shifted. Not just that's why he's our expert. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, apparently. Expert yeah, I did run into a paper uh, about four or five years ago that somebody wrote in get your pipe thoughts uh, in academia where they were talking about <laughs> like social online groups and we're using MMOs as an example. And Final Fantasy XI was referenced in it, talking about like the way link shell communities are so um, bare bones in comparison to what you see in other communities and just how successful they even were, you know, in the game. Um, so I just I look at it as like this has been around long enough that so much can be gleaned out of it that I don't know I I just don't think it's anything to be so upset about yeah people cheat it sucks go you know MPK the botters life is good yeah just don't just don't go do it yourself you'll be all right yeah good point man so I think I think that covers it we could go on and make a whole thing about it but no let's get into Geo before the pitchforks come out that people have to wait thirty minutes plus every episode just to get into it which. Too bad. That's how it is. If anyone was listening to this as a guide, then they're already in trouble. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, Nar, what is your experience with Geo? Like, why, 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 why do we have you on here? So, I'm a, a salty old guy, and uh, things things that I see with how some people play the game can be disappointing at times. And, and the thing that I see, and what really drove me to want to talk about Geomancer, is so many people want to build a pocket geo or they think geo is a a fast track to just getting end game stuff cleared and they show up and they are horribly unprepared because they think that all you do is throw an indie spell and a geo spell and you're done and i i kind of wanted to talk about what what you should be thinking about when you're playing geo and what leaders or other party members should be thinking about in relation to geomancer so that they don't have these um, misconceptions and the vast majority of what we're going to talk about it's all over in places online in the wikis and in guides and it's all there but it requires that kind of serious sitting down reading your abilities it's you know terrible um so I figured I, I kind of want to talk about it in a high level of just uh, how to how to bring yourself up to to a basic level of just realizing the job is in two bubbles and you're done. It was also yeah, so, a trust. <laughs> right. So this goes out to not only the people who are like prospective geomancers, but also the party leaders or people building the parties who plan to utilize them, because there, there are two ends in which uh, geos are, are typically misused. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say I'm guilty of that when I was, you know, leading Magnanimous back in the day. I would knew that what the bubbles did, and I knew how to utilize Geos to do that, but and I knew Geo could do more than just stand there doing bubbles, but since it was such a fight to get people to do that, and I needed the bubbles more than I needed people who could do anything, I just simply, after a while, let it be that way and didn't ask anything of my Geos, because we're going to win, just thanks for not being great. And I didn't fully understand how Geo could be utilized beyond 
frailty attunement vex you know fury afk whatever yeah you know i the way i've discussed this with with people who say that they want to take up geo or who are struggling with making their geo performance um this game there are couple of jobs you know that are just they have one real thing that they do you know those are your dark knights your samurais you know, you know what they do geomancer is a job that operates in layers um it's kind of similar to things like when you guys were talking about dancer earlier it's it's a situation you're looking at where the job in and of itself isn't designed to be the the amazing star of the event what you do amplifies the effects and the capabilities of your entire group if you use the tool set. And you could yeah. even make other songs about it. You could say, did you entrust me fury when I asked for wilt? Please, uh, Carrot sent me messages last time uh, <laughs> when you did the intro. Like, I don't need more. She, she's, she's cringing through me. Uh, what did she say? <laughs> Just that she's cringing in the other room. Uh, well, could be worse. <laughs> could be worse. She could date me. It's true. Yeah, so Geo, Geo and Bard um, together uh, are the jobs that typically get dual boxed the most. And without, I mean, you can have all the tools on Geo, but not knowing how to use those tools properly, I guess, is, is like the worst part of it. And you don't learn how to use those tools properly when all you're doing is hitting a macro and hoping that the, the bubble you think is best goes down on something. Um, like it actually requires like attention and focus while you're playing. And I, I know that as um, as a geomancer who's actually a good geo, like I get told I'm a good geo all the time. It's not because like my bubbles are strong because anyone can go get an Idris. Um, you know, it just takes some time. Uh, but it's it's about making those choices on the fly, um, just related to your bubbles, not even the other stuff that we'll get into later. Um, those are the things that people really notice. Uh, they, they notice things go a lot smoother, but they can't always put a finger on it because um, whenever it comes to like buffers and stuff in this game, they, they're kind of the unsung heroes. Like, it's really hard to tell that they're doing their job great. The party just typically does better, you know? I'll tell you that I have to have a discerning eye because when I yell, anyone with a support job want to come do OCP real quick a couple times and it tends to get someone, and those tend to be Geomancers because everyone's trying to get a Geo. I have had yeah. times where I give them the same bubbles every time. I want Indie Haste. I want Geo Frailty. And you can entrust Fury occasionally. That's it. I don't need anything else. I mean, I'm fighting, fighting bats and stuff. It's not, you know, but I need the haste so yeah, I can get rid of Olmia and I can call out Koopo Fried and all the other stuff. So I notice when I'm not killing things with this Geo nearly as well with the same bubbles as I was with the other Geo from the other day that I invited never see again, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's just, you know, you wouldn't know if you weren't doing it constantly with like the same setup. So it's hard to know if your Geo is even knowing what they're doing. And in terms of gear swap, you could be like um, Lady of Honor who has Idris and forgot to put it in their Lua for like an entire year and was casting bubbles without Idris. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. I didn't know about that. And that's not the only time. Other people have had that happen in this game. It's not just Lady. So it's not a one-off story. People have screwed that up in their, their Luas. I'm super paranoid because I don't idle in Adana. Uh, I actually idle in the uh, the Staunch Tath on plus one, but... Um... I, I whenever I leave my mog house, I will like paranoid check that I have my Dunna on me because I'm not going to be that Geo that has an Idris but forgets their bell. Why don't you just yeah. do GS validate? You can even build it I, into your your Lua so it does it after a while. I think it have in my Dragoon one because I I sound more high tech than I actually am, and like I'll I'll write I'll write Lua's like parts of Lua's for jobs to like help streamline them, but I don't use 
those things because they just never occur again. I think after so, a job change, I do wait 30 or whatever and input command slash SGS validate, and then it'll give me that way, it gives me time to change off the job if I don't want it to. I happen. probably should. Yeah, that way yeah, I, I, I like see what I'm missing. Check it. Very good to do when you have lots of jobs that are geared. Yeah, for sure, man. So it looks like you uh, you actually want to start out by having us talk about about uh, the Idris and Dunna and also the uh, the skill comparison stuff. It looks like aimed towards Geo's actually being at the base level of their gear properly, I suppose. Yeah, so the there's a couple of things just to bring up. And and I mentioned this, like, kind of the, the first thing a Geo or somebody who wants to play Geo should do, go over to the BG Wiki, go to the Geomancer page. There's this spell cheat sheet that talks about the comparative values of when you have 900 skill combined between your geomancy skill and your handbell, and then the effects of the geomancy plus things. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a couple of different tierings in there you can look at, but the big ones are the 900 skill, the plus five, which is when you have your Dunna, and the plus 10, which is an Idris. Um, those are the, the big steps that you can look at and really get your numbers across that way. Um, so just kind of as an example, you're looking at a situation with like frailty, um, Frailty lowers the defense of a mob at just a flat 900 skill. It's a 14.8% at a five. You're at a 28.3 and at a 10, you're at a 41.8. And that gets to stack with things like dia three, which is 20.31. So you're looking at with an Idris and dia three, a pretty sizable hit to a mob's defense, you know, as long as they actually take full effect from geo effects. You'll probably be capped yeah. depending on what it is at that point. Almost. I imagine uh, so. Yeah. It depends. Like it, a lot of people actually ask this question, and it kind of gets into like a mechanics thing. But just real quick, it, you, I typically tend to imagine mobs on the harder end having about three k defense, and I don't use that as as like the actual number, but it gives you a good idea as far as like what those debuffs are doing for you. So when you see something where like those things are stacked together, and you're getting around sixty three ish percent defense down, it doesn't quite stack exactly like that, but you're getting about sixty percent down. So you're getting like 60% of the uh, of the 3,000, which then puts it at, uh, you know, around 1,000 defense. So in order to hit PDIF, you still need like 5,000 attacks. So you still will need more defense down effects on there. Well, for some jobs, like I don't want to get too deep, but like the worst case scenario, you have some jobs that hit like a 5.0 PDIF uh, before a physical damage limit gear. So, you know, you still need a pretty sizable amount of attack to meet like the, the five times more attack than defense ratio that goes into that part of the damage gap. Yeah, and and that leads into one of the reasons is I, I look at it as a geo should, and I say this tongue in cheekly not to denigrate people, but a geo should never just be the nine hundred skill. Um, yeah, it is far far too easy to get your Dunna from Obero. It's it is fundamentally the biggest easiest step you can make to your capabilities as a geomancer. Well, and I mean, really, plus six neck isn't expensive. True, true, it absolutely isn't. Um, the reason here being, though, because you already have to have a bell anyways. So you, oh, yeah. You might as well get the extra skill that the Dunna has as well on it. Um, and the other part to that is even if you don't immediately think you want an Idris, even if you say, I will never make an Idris, the first day you decide you're going to start doing Geomancer at all, go start your coalitions. They take forever. Don't don't get yourself in that position where you get excited and go, I'm going to make an Idris in six months. <laughs> you know? You know? I come down on people whenever we talk about like best in slot, right? But this this bell is literally the best bell that you can put in that slot. Like we can actually use that term appropriately. Yeah. So just go get it. It's not hard. 
Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's very valuable. There's no reason not to. And make sure you don't give it to uh, Odoro. No. <laughs> <laughs> the only other gear th- things that, that come to mind here is is something that I see a lot of Geomancers ignore, and that's building an Asper set. Yeah, um, for real. You know, Geomancers get Asper 3, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the idea is that you can, when you see your your DDs making skill chains on the fly and you see a darkness go off, if you, for whatever reason, have gotten into a situation where you're low on MP, you can fill your MP pool with a, a Magic Bursted Asper 3 or even an Asper 2 with a halfway decent set for Asper. Um, the only downside is to really get a strong set for uh, for Geo, you're going to have to go uh, and have fun with those teams' wild ride. Um, yeah, I see that on the note. So, I mean, that's just an exercise in hating life. I don't even think uh, it's like a wild ride. It's more like uh, a DMV bureaucracy trip, you know, the bureaucratic <laughs> nightmare of OC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, so I've only geared my Asper set with Merlinic uh, via the um, Dark Matter Augment campaigns. And it's it took two or three of them to get a, a workable set that was really okay um and over time it's it's gotten a little better but i i strongly encourage people to do that just so you have that available for the time you go oh crap i lost track of what i was doing and i have no more mp i would just be glad to keep mp up in general it is your entire you know a dancer uses tp you use mp as your whole entire job here and you don't have the flexibility of a summoner uh, also, um, I see a lot of people do this in their sets for some reason, um, but they'll actually use the Pixie Hairpin plus one in the Asper set. Uh, don't do that on Geo if you have the Relic Head plus three. Uh, that's actually a stronger potency boost. Already better than the guide. Right. <laughs> Has the Bubble but, Trouble um, one been updated at any? I, don't, I never look at it, obviously. I actually, I actually really like how this guide looks. It just gets updated so slowly, um, but it's been a work in progress for a while. It's it's kind of like that construction site you drive by every day and you wonder if anything will ever be there. That's only in like uh, Maryland or, or Jersey or something because they'll put the construction <laughs> signs up and they stay there for years. Um, but I actually have seen it progress slightly. Like now there's like idle refresh and regen sets actually in the fancy border. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see a that, lot. That's uh, Brixie's guide, right? Uh, this is the bubble trouble one. This is the uh, XIH guide. Yeah. Um, from there's a post buried in there somewhere that mentioned that there was an issue with updating the node on the initial one that apparently there's a problem where if you update the node too many times it'll stop letting you <laughs> um so it, it actually killed that guide update um because <laughs> they can't i was wondering because they, they have one. they have some updated sets like they still have gear in here that i do not agree with uh, but they, they have some updated sets in here. Like, I, I see a Terra staff next to a Shamash robe, if that tells you anything. Well, Shamash but, is um, still kind of old. It, yeah, but, I mean... Uh, why can't they staff. just... They have the node. Why can't they just cut the node and make Bubble Trouble version 2 and then post it again? Or just bother Rooks to fix it? Yeah, uh, he has. There's actually, if you dig into some of the threads, Brixie and, Ricks are go, uh, Brixie and Rooks are going back and forth on it. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say to Brixie, like, I really love what he was doing with the, the design here. It was it looking fantastic. Um, yeah. And it's just really sad that that has impacted it to the point that it drove it to a halt. Um, that is unfortunate. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there were... Oh, I even have the Bubble Trouble labeled as an outdated guide. It says Gear is Pre-Almond Diversions and Ambu Plus 2. Um, there's, yeah. there's a couple BG guides that were like kind of people were trying to put together. There was like the Thought Bubble, I think, is the newer one. The, the Compendium yeah, of Closure. No, that's the newest one. 
Yeah, Kalur, yeah. Um, there's there's some good stuff going on there. Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of a hard thing. Like, I've thought about starting some guide work myself, and it's always kind of uh, intimidating to think about, like, constructing that whole thing. I mean, here I am talking to Spicy. He's like, I write guides for fun. Spicy writes yeah. guides because he's creating the world he wants to see and because it's useful. Well, you know, we're talking about Esper sets, and, you know, we kind of got a little far away from it. I guess it's kind of yeah. my fault when I started talking about, uh, you know, Relic Head Plus well, 3. it's important stuff. <clears throat> it is. It is. And, like, a lot of people go to these guides to get these kinds of sets. And um, it, going back to the original point of it, though, like, that's one thing that I see a lot of new Geos run into is that they, they run out of MP and then they don't know what to do while they're doing it. Um, it's just really awkward. But but a lot of people like write off spells like Asper for some reason. And Aspers are really strong. Like I, I know my Aspers are generally like 800 to 1000 just free. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like it's like converting on on command. Looking at the uh, compendium of closure here, that's actually it looks like a full-fledged... It has all new gear and everything. I know it came out within weeks ago, so it is brand new. And it has everything in here. I'm interested in why Pinnacle was the highest tier set chosen, but I'm not going to... I like that. That's that's different. Because <laughs> it goes fresh geo, mid-tier, high-tier, and Pinnacle. And it's usually, you know... I've never seen Pinnacle used. It's 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 cool. Nonetheless. All right, man. So um, you mentioned specifically DM campaigns in here for Asper sets. I went with the normal like plus eleven augments that you can get mm -hmm. off of uh, the Fernstones. Uh, what did DM do for you specifically? I actually got higher thresholds. Um, oh, okay. That was that was really what got me there. Um, I, I used Fernstones at the start, but I also play samurai and other jobs that really demand. For Burnstone, so I found that I had four jobs I wanted to do augments on that needed them, and I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran through those real fast. I gotcha. Because usually, you know, in that in that same kind of situation, like usually when someone's a samurai and a geo, they usually don't like let the geo have the DM augs. They usually are chasing that 10% weapon skill damage well, or whatever. DM augs are so lackluster except for phalanx or something. Now, why wouldn't you use them? Pretty much, yeah. It's like I only chase phalanx now. Yeah, I so my uh, my soapbox here, the thing that drives me crazy and that I just violated is I, I hate it when I look at a guide and they don't talk about alternatives to using DM augments or or OC augments in slots. True, um, you know because you you have this situation where either a new player will have a hard time getting them, or you have an older player who goes, "Man, I've got to do like five jobs with this," and trying to pick and choose what one you're doing can fluctuate based on you know, what shell you're in or what events you're doing. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where I don't, don't view um, getting the, the Osim augments as being necessarily the uh, absolute highest priority. So that's why I say DM campaigns tend to come every few months. Um, so it's a good time to throw your, your gear into that. Um, of course, you know, your money, your money may vary a bit there and you're going to have to do a cost benefit of what else you might be throwing at it i mean if you want the 10 percent weapon skill damage for sam or, or another dd i mean yeah it gets, it gets it, rough man. because uh those augments are particularly like so freaking random that you can't count on getting anything in particular i like getting my repair skill improvement on my merlinic that's that's super yeah. super exciting the hot sub pup action for geo absolutely mm, the best all right. So, yeah. We, so, I mean, aside from Asper, though, um, it looks like you also mentioned that we want to get all the spells. 
Yeah. So, um, Fox is doing my job. There was a time where (laughs) a number of people decided to say they wanted to bring Geo in a a certain endgame shell I was in. And we would get to a boss and we would have one one person who had an Idris and we had this other person. And so we're like, okay, so we want to prioritize what effects the Idris is doing versus the the non-Idris. And the answers that would come Uh up is the non-Idris would have two Geo spells and one Indie spell. And we're just like, how, how, how do you not have anything else? Like, wow, <laughs> this, is, this is kind of amazing. Um, so wait, and it happened that that came up that came up with an Idris Geo. No, well, actually, yes, one that showed up was an Idris Geo with only three spells. Uh, yeah, super great. So the the point here is that this is a, a situation where you never really know exactly what other buffers or debuffers you have available. Um, having the entire suite of Geo spells is pretty important and i say entire entire including things like the um you know the slow bubbles or, or things like that that just people rarely use because you might run into a situation where it doesn't matter for you to stack more attack or more accuracy or or lower a mob's ev- uh, evasion or defense because you're just sitting in the same uh, damage tier if you can't get more out of it start looking at other effects there have been times where I've just thrown in a DD party an indie strength buff because their attack was already ridiculous and it wasn't having any more effect when I put more on them. But adding that strength for their weapon skills yep. started jacking their numbers up higher. I actually did that when I was uh, CPing Geo a lot is I would throw uh, uh, a strength on as the indie spell and then I would like entrust haste and then reverse it when entrust was down and go back to having indie haste on. Depends exactly. what their weapon skill is too, but yeah, if, well, if yeah. you're entrusting something, it might as well be strength if you're not making use of the attack, which well, in these groups with super buffs of core and bard and stuff, you're probably not using that entrust for uh, fury much, and it's not that powerful anyway. It depends on what the other buff is, because entrusting haste is actually one of the safest entrusts you can do as long as it's relevant. But it's not on um, constantly is the problem. Yeah, so I mean, you, you will have to switch it up, but I mean, that's part of what we're going to get at too, is that being a geo means that you aren't going to choose the lazy option. You're going to choose the most effective option for what's available. To it, you. As soon as I said that, I realized how stupid it sounded because <laughs> the whole point is when you entrust the haste, you well, put that, on a different indie and it's stronger than entrust. But that, that's so, a that's a genuine that's a genuine though. thought for like that. That is exactly what everyone else thinks when they approach. Hey, what am I going to make this geo do? Because now no you see why this. I felt guilty about how I used Geos in my link show back in the day, <laughs> yeah, because that's so, the man. thought process I had. I'm like, I don't want to deal with you. I can't trust you to play your job. Just do this constantly. You know, Fox, uh, some of my favorite spells to entrust are actually Regen, Refresh, Barrier, and Fen. Okay, I can see that. Fen's very there's, good. There's been a number of times where if you're doing, uh, you know, Wave 3 Dynamis Divergence and you roll in there to that blue mage SU5 and they're going to hit your whole party. Sometimes I've seen throwing an indie fend up uh, on top of or entrusting it on your, your melee who are up front stops them from dying. Correct. And that in and of itself, like, I, I don't know if people understand this. Yes, your, your DPS might not be as high, but if you are doing damage and alive and you are not dead, thus doing no damage, you're doing better while you're alive. So for the Blue yeah, Mage mob in particular, I mean, it, unless SE gave it special traits that comes naturally with blue, you set your traits there. It doesn't come with any naturally. I would assume, assume since, you know, Dragoon still uses Cole Wyvern, uh, Wyvern, whatever, that 
it has no traits. So a black mage or whatever will have a lot of magic attack bonus. Using that fend on a blue mage mob should particularly hurt more. And their nukes tend to really hurt more than other mobs. Than I mean, whether it's the blue mage in uh, Vagary or whatever, you know that one. Those hurt in there in that one Palatorius room or whatever. Those hurt too. So fend would really, you know, nerf them harder than other jobs that don't have higher magic attack bonus. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and the other thing about having you know all of your spells available, um, I, I had an experience a uh, long time ago because I can't remember what year it was at this point, but I know it was pre-having oh, any plus two AF and Relic. I didn't have an interest yet. Uh, and I was working with a group of people that we had all been away from the game for a little while. And we were trying to figure out Delve. And we go in to fight Tojil. And, you know, a bunch of people decide, hey, I'm going to line up in front of him. And he decided to kill everybody except <laughs> the Geo. So I'm sitting there and I, I'm trying to figure out what to do. And uh, our white mage had re-raised, so we knew we could recover. And so I popped Indie Barrier and threw down a Geo Regen bubble and just sat there and refreshed and cured myself. And I did that for probably about 10 minutes, where when my bubble would get almost dead, I would take off around the, the mob, pop a new bubble, top myself off. And I did this long enough that we got the whole party back up and were able to take Tojil down. So yeah. I, I look at it as like, if you if you make sure you have your tools, even though you don't think you're ever going to use them, you might be able to pull something out that's a little silly when you need to. That's not even silly because I've had Carrot's White Mage, which had like a super idle set back in the day. She put a lot of work into it when Esha was brand new. And the DDs or something would die on, let's say, Koryu's AoE or something weird. You know, yeah. on White Mage, she would stand up to it and take hits while raising the DDs and stuff. And that was crucial. So Geo also functions yeah. in the same capacity, can have a really good idle set, and the bubbles make all the difference there. Yeah. Absolutely. You mentioned regen, and uh, one of the things that, that Geo doesn't really get paired with a lot in this capacity, um, but in situations where you have more than one Geo in an alliance, um, the Geo and the tank party can actually pair with a scholar to provide quite a bit of regen. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes your tank basically godlike. With just an Idris uh, using, you know, no job abilities whatsoever, it's a 50 a tick regen. Yep. Okay. It's it's a beautiful thing. Dunna will be 40. So it's not even a huge difference between Dunna and Idris in this case before JAs, though. Um, the, although the the real bubble that's usually saved runs that uh, I'll switch to on the fly is Wilt. Um, mm -hmm. and, and SE has actually been nerfing a lot of Wilt lately, and rightly so. Uh yeah, but flooring the the PDF of the mobs is um, an, an immensely powerful thing. It's the key to a lot of health strategies that aren't throwing ninjas at it. And um, if it were available, uh, it would actually probably just completely shut down New Odyssey. Too. Because Wilt's the most broken thing in the game. Without a it's job ability strong. and interest, it's minus 71% attack to the mob. That's ridiculous. Yeah. and They just flail around and do nothing. The worst thing about Geo is I would prefer that... SE just fixed the problem of, hey, things are getting out of control. Every mom's a joke with Wilt and whatever on it, or you know, the attack and gear of the DDs has gotten so ridiculous now that adding frailty now is absolutely ridiculous compared to what it was when Geo was first made. Just lower the values of the Geo bubbles. Get rid of this, you know, 75% nerfing of bubbles in the new high tier battlefields and diversions and stuff. Just stop. Just lower the power of Geo's bubbles there. You're fine. I suppose I, I actually they did it once. I don't know. Maybe maybe you feel the same way about this man, but um, I I kind of like that they're nerfing the standard 
approach to things and making us use other bubbles. Like, I wish the community's knee-jerk reaction wouldn't be, well, don't use Geo. And I hate saying this out loud, but use Beastmaster instead, you know, because I, I love Beastmaster being included in things, of course. But it's still okay to bring Geos as long as you're, you know, working around that problem and you're using different bubbles in, in place of it, maybe changing your strat up stuff. Well, obviously, the problem is that they're too afraid of how Geo neuters or destroys everything. So, I mean, just lower the power and you don't have to worry about that. People will still want to take a Beastmaster because the bubble won't be as strong in general. They'll actually include them in more content now. Oh. I mean, they, yeah, they lowered sure. Malaise and... Um, was it Malaise? Well, not Malaise. Uh, they lowered Acumen and... Yeah, and Malaise. They lowered those two before dramatically and it changed the entire game. So why not lower the other ones and put them into line with other jobs. Corsair doesn't give uh, 61% attack with its, you know, normal bubble. So SC has to be very careful about how they play with our, our PDF ratios. Like, sure, they want to nerf us being able to super zerg things, but they still want to be able to make our content approachable as well. well and PDL we still have to gear. have good enough tools. Well, PDL gear doesn't matter if we aren't severely overcapping attack. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we actually need to overcap attack in order to make that functional. But if we nerf those bubbles, the PDL gear actually doesn't do anything. You can still get there. That's the point. Is before you just took it for granted that you were capping because you were. But now that they have all this PDL gear, you're going even further now. So having a Geo grant you further in, it makes Geo even stronger than it was before is why the bubble should be a little weaker. Or at least the power of Geomancy Plus a little weaker. The standard where it's at is fine, I think. It's just the power of Geomancy Plus needs to be a little lower. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a, a clear, you know, one shot to solve the problem. And I, I think the reason being is because we have multiple different tierings of how mobs uh, calculate attack and defense ratios and things on the back end, um, that it, it changes kind of how those numbers work, that I think it's a little more complex now to figure that out. And I, I want to assume, uh, and here's where I, I might be horribly wrong, that SE is knowledgeable, knowledgeable enough about how the back end of their game works, that their developers can look at what they're doing and, and expand from that and go, man, this is how this will work. Because that's always happened in the history of this game, right? Yeah. Well, they absolutely do understand their game balance, despite what people think. Um, because if you, uh, it's kind of what I've said on a, on a few podcasts now, but if you look at... Um, how much attack like the new content has and how how high the defense is on this new gear and just the difference between you know going as a rune fencer and going as a paladin to pull odyssey like sure rune fencer can get away with it but it's easier on a paladin actually because you have like so much more defense like these things are in their mind and they've been releasing this stuff prior to this this huge spike in uh in, in having their mobs have more attack for example um so they they know that this is this is the direction that they're taking things in and to nerf any part of it, I, I, I don't know exactly what they're Well, they're already doing that because I'm really happy that Geo has that penalty and divergence. It really, I like that because it opens things up. It doesn't just, everyone doesn't just throw Geo at everything now. And it's actually made people think a little more about other jobs, which was not happening before these regular uh, offensive bubble or debuffing bubble nerfs. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still powerful. Like, yeah, I mean, you you still want to like say Wilt Alphys, for example. I mean, sure, you kind of have to if you want to stand up to him. Well, yeah, but I mean, sure, it's going to take a neg negative seventy five percent hit, but it's not worthless to have the bubble on there. And I think when people see negative seventy five percent or or just resistance, 
um, they think worthless. Now, if it's like nerfed down to negative 95%, maybe you should look at a different option. But like 75% are, are okay. Um, 50% are okay. But I mean, there, there's clearly a point where it just gets completely shut off. And I think some of the uh, JP posts are where they said that um, the NMs in Odyssey are like 95% resistance to debuff bubbles. Oof. Well, no, yeah. no, they were debating that because that when, when when the new NMs came out, people were like, I'm not getting nerfed on this. It was some specific things. It's not all, it's not all things. I'm still looking for a link to that post. Like, I actually want to read it myself. It was in like the update thread or something. And since it's not substantiated, I mean, people would all be talking about it as a fact of life. It'd be all over the wiki and stuff like that. I mean, I I don't think it's like a real, I think it was even mistranslated. Some, it was some some ridiculous thing, but it's not. But they're going to keep doing it. They've done it in, in um, Ambuscape where you can't even use a bubble that's def- uh, debuffing. So this topic actually spins really nicely into the next part of spells. Um, you know, something that, that people don't, they, they realize it, but they, they don't really consider it at times, is for Geomancer, you really have four types of spells. You have your, your Indicolor spells, your Luapon spells, but you also have your spells amongst those that are buffing and debuffing. And they, they don't all behave the same way um your your buffing spells are only going to affect your party your debuffing spells affect a target or targets that are um enemies and therefore the effect that those impose on that enemy all of your alliance can take advantage of um the reason i bring this up is i've met a number of people who don't understand that line aren't alone Um, they can't like they think that if you throw frail on it it'll only affect for your party and it's like no that's gonna affect for everyone just knock it off <laughs> so you know the the idea here is to realize how these these spells interact when you're making decisions um one of them is when you're getting on your enmity list for example you really only need to get on the enmity lift list if you're doing debuff effects uh, you don't have to if you're throwing buffs so if you're just throwing two buff effects on your party um, say you're buffing, let's talk about something that I'd never see anymore. If you're buffing black mages and you're throwing down um, your magic attack bonus in acumen and you're throwing down your magic accuracy in focus, uh, you don't care about getting on the hate list. It doesn't matter for you. Um, and so you can you can kind of tailor how you're interacting with the fight and, and pay attention to things in a different way. Um, Actually, when approaching content, um, like when I when I'm telling people what to do because the, the geos, you know, they don't pilot themselves. And that's kind of why we want to talk about geo. Yeah. But usually I have to tell the geo what to do. Right. And usually when you're in that situation, you're talking about before where we have the veteran geo and the new geo. Um, typically, I'll, I, I assume unless they can show me otherwise that they don't really have DT sets on the new geo. So typically I'll use them as the ones that are buffing the particular parties. And I'll use the more veteran geo as the debuffer, not necessarily because the bubbles are stronger. Um, but it's optimized in a sense that if they don't have to be like in the shit, yeah. um, they, they aren't going to be the one that are, they're not going to die. So I'm going to keep the one that's squishier backs to, so that we don't have to worry about their debuffs possibly going away and watching people explode when it happens. Agreed. And when choosing to get on the, the enmity list, you know, there's a, a three choices really to make here. One of them is throwing cures on people who have generated hate or enmity on the monsters. Um, that's the one everyone likes to cite. Uh, some people like to use Dia so that they are making sure they've tagged an individual mob or or they're adding that to the effect of frailty or what have you. Um, but the thing that I have gotten in the habit of when I can't tell whether or not 
a tank has actually gotten hate or enmity on one of the monsters is I'll hit a monster with silence because enmity okay. value is so much lower and it's not going to wake them up if they get slapped. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a fair point. And I mean, we can talk about it more when we get to like subjobs and, and specific optimizations. But there's a lot of spells out there that you can use that are not Diaga <laughs> to do it. Yes, I mean you can Diaga, like, and that's that's kind of a ballsy play. But I mean, situational, situational. Um, but if anyone's even you know farmed Lilith and gotten a daybreak, like Dispelga is an excellent option as well. I mean, yeah, doesn't Dispelga take a lot of MP? Isn't like ridiculous amount of MP? Well, part of the point is that Geo doesn't actually care about that. Um, like, yeah. if you're gearing it properly, that that much, it doesn't matter how much MP you blow. Like, you basically have infinite MP on Geo. You can have, uh, if I remember right, right now, four different sources of your MP coming back, uh, and it, it can increase from there based on your sub job as well. Um, so it really comes down to if you get to a point on a Geo where you have no way of getting MP back something has gone horribly, horribly wrong and you should reevaluate your life choices for the future. Well, I mean, um, not just, as a negative yeah. thing, but like to be able to assess like, why are you blowing all those effects back to back? We just talked about how it's good when you run out of MP or something to have an Asper set. So that gives people the impression that you will go through MP on Geo, which you do. So, I mean, throwing out a 200 yeah. MP, a, you know, 10 second recast Dispelga or something, that seems a bit counterintuitive unless you need to actually AOE Dispelga. So Geo is a job that is actually blessed with an incredible amount of conserve MP. Yeah. So that spell isn't actually as heavy as it is for a lot of other jobs when we cast it. I have conserve MP on my blue mage for stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of conserve MP gear. So I guess if you were, I bet you Geos do not make conserve MP sets for things. That's probably true. Um, if you look in a lot of guides, there uh, um, a lot of times the bubbles are conserve MP focused because they have some real gnarly costs associated with them. Um, but even spells like Dispelga, um, you, you still want to gear it for like magic accuracy and stuff, but our native conserve MP without getting extra gear, that's still very high. And yeah, and honestly, in a lot of sets that I have that I use, I mean like my cure set, for example, I don't gear as heavily on my cure potency because I'm more looking at when I throw a cure, I don't want it to affect my MP pool that much. Um, so I actually have a little bit higher uh, conserve MP than you normally would have in a cure set specifically to try and not have that be an effect when, when things are getting rough. Oh man. Uh, I, I'm I just, I'm the opposite. I, I cast in the radic rod. <laughs> That's Jeez. absolutely fair. There, there yeah. are many ways to skin this cat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, okay. So the advice that he's giving is better than my advice. Like until you're real acclimated with Geo, like don't try to cure an erratic rod. It's not a good idea. Frenner doesn't know what the erratic rod is. It consume it, it consumes your MP. What is it? Thirty percent of your MP for cure spells. It consumes every time you cast a cure spell on top yeah. of the cure. Yeah, it costs thirty percent more. Yeah. So and but it gives you you know cure potency twenty three percent, cure potency two ten percent, and what is cure fifty on here? Uh, cure power fifty is kind of um, base like magic it, damage. It's, yeah, it's like it's like the base, it's like magic damage for cures. Yes, it, it's more potent in the sense that um, you don't get as much of it as like say black mages and other nukers do. So cure power is actually a lot stronger than than it appears. I mean, to. to be fair too, couldn't you build a set where you use the radic rod and then use conserve MP in other slots so you don't have to use cure gear? So you're spending more, but yeah, you're absolutely. having conserve MP proc more. It's yep. probably yeah. I'm I'm just lazy. Oh, well, well, well you know, what I really like, 
about this discussion is it shows just how flexible the build structure with geo really is and it shows how you know, deep none it of goes. these are bad you know you can you can edit them you can adjust them you know and play around with it don't be scared of playing around with your gear sets you know that's the only way you're going to really know if this works for you you can also bring a lot of your own dynamic experience in like if i wasn't so have if i didn't have such a heavy background in white mage i probably wouldn't have the kind of cure sets that I have on Geo. And that's where, you know, you can bring your own expertise into the job. And there's a lot of play for making things work, I, I guess is kind of what we're getting at. I knew the Radic Rod did something like that. And every, every Radic item consumes MP, but I didn't, I've never actually looked at this item before. And it's actually very nifty. It seems very well suited to Geo as a job that's, you know, natively almost half the time with conserve MP procs. Yeah, and we, it has incredibly low skill. So like getting extra boosts like that is um is real handy like you're you're not going to get the cure power of like scholars and white mages where you have like you know the 1400 plus should uh, still be points. doing about you know it does almost 1200 uh not quite um having no native uh healing magic skill does uh, hurt quite a bit um so generally yeah. my my cure fours are for like almost 900 but i've seen geos that can do like a thousand or more i'm gonna say my magic fruit yeah. does about a thousand plus it's like 1100 yeah, my cure set sits around 830 on my cure four. Um, and I mean, realistically, it's a situation of I know when AoE hits my group, uh, I know who the white mages are going to be curing first. So I immediately cure one of the DD that they normally aren't or the Corsair who's up front who they normally aren't. You know, it's it's all about knowing where is going to be the, the that primary focus and then hit someone else with it. Um you know, and it just helps the white mage. All right. How about this for some uh, technology? I actually have uh, cure sets on Geo that are different depending on whether or not a bubble is out, so I can protect the uh, the bubble itself while I'm curing people, so that the bubble doesn't explode while you're in mid cast. Because yeah. that's something a lot of people don't really look yeah. into. Also, yeah, I, I have to admit I am inferior on the depth of the various toggle levels I can do because uh, <laughs> it gets to a certain point where I was just like I. That Boy, one, can I not keep up? <laughs> that one in particular sounds like Fox made out of frustration of having something happen to his bubble yeah. when he heated it up and he had to make it out of necessity, which, you know, even well, if you don't have that level in your gear swap, it doesn't stop you from stacking in Radic Rod to reduce the number of pieces that you need for cure potency anything. Put Conserve MP and let's say the ring slot now that you have the nice UNM uh, mm -hmm. Conserve MP ring and then actually have a set in general that has a uh, a, a focus of you know, pet DDT. But honestly, it doesn't have to be a toggle because it could just be if pet uh, active or whatever, like uh, in my Dragoon Lua, I have... Uh, if, uh, pet dot is valid. Yeah, pet dot is valid. Yep. You know, if, if my wyvern is not alive, I will not do spirit jump if I hit jump or something. Or no, if, if I... I know it's yeah. one... It, it's Sorry, I was trying to think what it is. If I hit <laughs> Cole wyvern, uh, I have if pet is valid, then use spirit link instead. So my call wyvern is one button instead of having a separate macro. Oh, that's for, cool. Yes, it is. It is great for reducing macro space. Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I'm probably gonna yeah, take I, I it. Try to see if it's in there. It's like it's like three lines. There are two lines. It's easy to take it. So the the only other spell thing that I have listed here that I, I wanted to touch on is uh, a, a special type of spell that isn't an indie spell or a geo spell. Sorry, uh, indie Kohler spell or Luapon spell. And those are your raw spells you get access to. Um, these are ones that I personally don't use as much because I tend to get a little worried whenever I try and use them. Um, but that's because they are an AOE, but they're a short distance AOE. <laughs> so you have to get like right up in there to use them. And I have a, a running trend where whenever I run 
and with a group they love to stack all the monsters on each other and not do anything to control them uh so if i don't pay attention or i miss that one of them didn't get tagged and isn't being held really well i'll just get eaten when i kick off a raw spell but they are they are potentially very powerful spells Yes. Also with raw spells, um, I've actually heard people say that raw threes aren't as strong as raw twos, and they're usually people who use windower. Um, I believe this this issue is actually fixed, but if you are still experiencing that in any way, in the resource folder, you actually need to make sure that um, your 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 windower understands that that Thundara three or all the raw threes are actually elemental magic, or your gear won't swap for them. And that's actually what's happening for people. That sounds oh. like an old um, issue that would be solved. Uh, Chia would know what I'm thinking of. It's like the resources file that gets updated every update. Yes. It probably just was something that happened temporarily, and they had to update the resources. When I started Geomancer about two and a half years, two years ago, um, it was still like that in my windower. So I like to just point that out to people like every once in a while. Make sure that information is out there. Like it, you aren't crazy if your raw threes are doing less damage than your raw twos. Um, you just need to make sure that that's not actually happening. So that, to that's be fair, something they can overload. An easy scared. way to test that would just be to put um, show swaps show swaps on and go do that. But yeah. the, the raw range is 10, so it's almost like being a blue mage. I mean, blue mages, <laughs> AOE ranges are further. I'm talking about like uh, Sheep Song or something. Eight yams from that and five yams around you. So I can imagine how small raw must feel. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, most of the time I use raws because they're such a fast casting spell. Um, I'll either use them to magic burst uh, so so I can get like multiple magic bursts within a window um, very, very quickly. Uh, or I'll use it for like Omen where you can actually like round things up into a really tight, you know, pack. Um, I don't use them too often in Dynamis uh, just because everything's so spread out. Uh, but occasionally I'll, I'll use it in conjunction with other nukes to like kill statues and stuff. The Thunder Armor 3 is almost 500 MP. Jeez. There is. And I see a lot of times Geos, because I think, much like with summoners making Nirvanas, they just focus on bubbles and idle set and maybe a cure set or something. But I noticed that they don't nuke very well, and they should. I had a Geo invited for a a group, and it was the only time I've seen it because I've had a handful of Geos at this point. They were just magic bursting constantly, and they even said in party, I love magic burst. <laughs> Once you get your damage to a certain point on Geo, like two words, Sedir Kotarde, if you don't have that piece of gear, go get it. You can actually nuke for positive MP. Is that the one from um, Mortar? From Meeble Burrows. Oh, no, it's Meeble Burrows. Yeah. Okay. It's from Meeble Burrows. Yeah, so um, my Thunder, my or my all of my Rothries are net positive, like, like my White Mages for Cure, or White Mages are for Cures a lot of the time. Um, you can actually nuke for positive MP. It's not a lot, but it, it's it's like your own special weird. Depends on your damage. It's two percent of damage yeah. to MP. Yeah. So I mean, of course, watch out for situations where your damage is nerfed. But you, yeah, it's uh, especially if conserve MP kicks in. Like you'll actually see positive jumps in your MP if you're if you're using it, and it's it's a hit to your magic accuracy and, and a little little bit of a hit to your damage. But remember, you're a geo, so I mean, you can even set up your own variable conditions sometimes. Um, and you know, worst case scenario. You know, your conserve MP doesn't proc. You might be down like, you know, 500 MP or whatever, but you can usually ask for it back. Any stuff we, we've already. You know, I, I'm really enjoying just how Chio has been put on its head already of nuking for positive. Well, not, I mean, that's not special to nuke for positive MP with that, but I don't think any Geos are running around really talking about nuking with the Cinder Coda Harde or, uh, you know, things like that and just putting Radic Rod on or having different builds and. It shows you kind of like how Pup last time. There's a lot to the job that no one talks about or cares to know. It's because they're usually fucking robots. 
wow. I mean, a lot of people do play the job because they want a job people like, not just because they're a robot. Yeah. I guess my, my salt for robots is showing. I have salt for robots too, but geez. Hey, don't let Boston Dynamics hear that. Those robots will come for you. Yeah, right. So I, I guess a good thing to move on to now is let's talk about a little bit of, of job technique, because this is the other area that your 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 bot cannot do. And this is where I get into the area that I would always fight with with Link Shell leaders of I want a real player over a bot any day, any job. If they yeah. don't want to play, because a lot of times the geos still just kind of stand there. Their bubbles are up if they're not a bot. Well, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, of course, the first thing is the thing that applies to everybody in this game. Uh, know your content. Try and try and do a little bit of research before you go in and do a thing to understand if if whatever you're going up against is going to affect how your spells or abilities are going to work. Um this is very well demonstrated by what we were talking about before with like dynamis divergence and the NMs being minus 75% geo effects. Like no going into it, that that's the case <laughs> and plan accordingly. Dynamis divergence. Okay. So I, I hear so many people talk about how they're bored when they're on geo. And I mean, not every job is for everyone, but I don't know how they possibly can be bored because I am constantly doing things during dynamis. Yeah. I like, see. I never stopped. What's that? I see you sleep and save people too. Yeah, uh, I actually attend uh, Dynamis as sub black mage on Geo uh, because I, I'm like the main sleeper. I, I stun constantly for things, whether it be regular ninjas uh, just to avoid explosions or NMs in general. Um, you can save lives, uh, you know, against the orc NMs after they've done orcish counter stance and they turn towards your Corsair that's about to explode. Um, you know, just there's there's so many applications for it, and you're you aren't even curing people. Um, you know, Dynamis. Dynamis is like my jam on Geo. It's like conducting a symphony, actually, because like everyone is running around just trying, trying to do everything they can to kill stuff, and like nobody's paying attention to anything, and it's usually just like, so chaotic. And as Geo, you kind of have to be their daycare. Don't tell Funkworks. It's like sorry, Yalter. Don't tell <laughs> Funkworks. It's like conducting a symphony. I already insulted his job as being less interesting <laughs> in the last Puppet Master uh, video or episode description. There, there are situations in Dynamis where it's actually acceptable for you to have two frailty effects going, where you have like the bubble yes. down and then you have the indie down, so you can create two zones. And then as those zones converge, you then re you basically resolidify your buffs into better ones, whether it be willed or, you know, uh, malaise if they need it or anything. It depends on, on and this again is knowing your content and more so knowing your group also, which is a point that's on here. Like based on your party composition and like what your group is using as damage to, sp to have the know-how to spread your buffs out like that and then recondense them later into, you know, something better once the pull is, is cooled down is, is an art and it keeps you on your toes. Like it, that's one of the things that, as a geo who isn't just putting down a single bubble and then standing there and then waiting for everyone to you know fight in it, um, you're you're instead catering to the people running around and you're providing the these you're you're creating these zones where they need to be created. Yeah, um, you know you're right. This this segues great into this topic, and one of the things that I do a lot of and and that I know can sometimes be perceived as someone not taking action, not doing anything, is I'll spend time actually on geo looking at what going on in the battle not casting any spells just paying attention to are my dds hitting the mob enough are they missing yeah. a ton are they hitting for enough damage 
Um, am I looking at a situation? Is my tank getting their shit pushed in? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And trying to figure out, yes, I have spells that the group has asked me to do consistently, but at a certain point, it's it's my job or your job on Geomancer to be the expert and go, you know what? No, right now I need that person to live or I need that person to do better. And you change your effects on the fly and be okay with that. If you can't pay attention to the fight, it it really takes away from what the strengths of Geomancer is, which is that you are affecting um, parameters of the fight in a very kind of specific way. Um, you know, yeah. It, it, we say this, I've said it at least maybe, so it's maybe not a we, it's a me. I've said how I think Scholar should have had inundation instead of a red mage and things like that. To me, right now, the way you describe it, I, I 100% agree with, but it's, to me it sounds like Geo is better at playing the role of a Scholar and observing the battle than a <laughs> Scholar itself is. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. I, I think that's by accident. I, I really do. Um, well, you actually get time to pause. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's not that you should be pausing to to just relax. You you really need to be paying attention to the fight. And this is where actually I I am a bad person in that I don't do a lot of pickup groups and that hurts the community and I want to do it, but my problem is especially when I'm on Geo, it feels so much more awful doing a pug group as a Geo than any other job <laughs> that I've played because I don't know how the players function. I don't know what their strengths are. So it makes it really hard to look at the fight and judge when I need to change an effect. Whereas when you're going with your link shell week in, week out, or friends that you do a static with or whatever, you get to know how they play and what their gear is and what they're capable of doing. So you can actually predict when you need to change things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think getting out of your comfort zone is more exciting there. Well, I've actually got an excellent example to exactly that point you just made. Um, back when I used to do the that that work on uh, the projects on the side where I used to like help shells, you know, get better at doing content and showing them that it's possible. Um, the bubbles when I would go on Geo um, would be different for them than like that I would use with my LS. So like with my LS, I know like what kind of DT sets they're using and stuff like that. So like being able to use frailty and malaise and like maybe only one effect of like Vex if you know the they're like samurais and dragoons and stuff have slightly lower um, magic evasion not saying that samurais have low magic evasion because you know they're ken and suba but it's not a um, dragoon yeah right it's not a dragoon with really low magic evasion 26 uh, what he says is it 24 26 26 on the hands it's low, it's low. so um <laughs> actually galetti's is, is a pretty high number now but um my buffs for for like that group would be very different. Whereas like the when I would go to help the other group try to to conquer content, like let's say Omen for example, I wouldn't necessarily give them you know the the, the frailty bubble um, per se. I know that they'll eventually kill it, but I would rather keep them alive. And a lot of times I would use like Wilt or Fade, uh, yeah. Vex because keeping them alive, you know, dead DDs deal no damage. Um, is far more is it's far superior to have some damage than no damage, you know. And and when you're like teaching someone to do something, you know, having having that that audible there to do that is incredibly important to actually making the content work. Hey, Fox. agreed, one hundred percent. Sounds like it's time for entrust frailty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a world where that's that's, that's the, the world you just described there, entrust frailty world. 
Actually, yeah, um, there, that is the world where you would entrust frailty, actually, because if, if you have a DD up and you need the stronger effects to be willed or, you know, stuff that's going to keep DDs alive or in the action, um, you know, not getting like crowd control all the time, um, Vex is very good for that. Uh, if, you're, if we're only talking strictly debuff bubbles, um, then entrusting the frailty is, is actually the better option because you need to keep them in the fight. Um, you still need to help with the PDF, but that's that comes second to keeping them alive and fighting. You know, I'm going to put my theory crafting cap on here for a second. And while I said entrust frailty, that's pretty much, you know, I say it with that tone because, of course, no one does that because frailty is such a powerful bubble that no one might ever consider to do that. And it's rare but, that you would do it anyway, too. Yeah, I mean, it is rare. But with my theory crafting cap here, hopefully the Odyssey content that they're going to release, the last tier they're releasing in four days from now, uh, will be yes. something where it's difficult enough. I mean, given how not very difficult the last ones were, even though, I mean, at face value for most players, they are going to be a challenge. I, I Hopefully they're hard enough. Let's say like Tumult Curator when it's brand new, but not today. Levels of hard where maybe Entrusting Frailty makes more sense because it has like really strong magic attack and you have to really use Fend or something instead of Frailty. And maybe that'd be nice to have for a change where we don't, Smear, sneer at the uh, the idea of interesting frailty. Well, let's just let's take a sec for the Odyssey content and just just take a look at, at a different kind of approach to this. So, sure, you know, debuff bubbles are probably going to be resisted, right? But because you're only dealing with one party, that makes your buff bubbles even more potent. Uh, just look at an Idris barrier and what that provides. Yes, that 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 defense boost is huge, and I can tell you, as someone who goes to Odyssey on Paladin in 50% PDT and takes less damage than Epio runes, who also has an Epio rune and chooses to be Paladin because I take less damage, um, that barrier is basically going to turn your party into a bunch of... It's almost 86% apples. defense plus. It's absolutely absurd, and that's just standard. Like That's not even bogged. Like, if you gaze over at bog or like bolster, <laughs> those numbers get really stupid. Barrier is a silly spell, and I love yeah, every it minute of it. <laughs> Great the, the, cocoon. The problem is, is that the mob attacks are very high. So, like, if wilt could be applied, wilt would be a better um, adjustment. But barrier is no slouch, and I, I think getting away from just providing the frailties alone and starting to think about spells like this is going to make people a lot more successful. You know, what we need is Geo Sub Blue Mage with cocoon and barrier, and you know, using blank gaze constantly just so they could tank well, on geo that, that's what we need is to bring geo tank into even, the, the even with 900 skill like if you if you entrust a barrier uh right that's still going to give like 39 percent boost like that's an extra cocoon that lasts longer than cocoon yeah i, I know uh, it, and it stacks with it and that's what makes it ridiculous because cocoon is powerful already but stacking makes it ridiculous but i i say that facetiously because you know who'd get excited about that Mer? <laughs> Really? <laughs> tanking Geo? Oh my god, tell Mer tanking Geo oh, next time and he Geo. just just, just let's see how he goes all over that. He'll probably use Hexa Strike too. Just just go to town. New twenty twenty one meta. I already did a write up on, on why Geo should not uh, ever be mailing with their clubs in any The next dat sick video. <laughs> yeah, it's in the lab. It's actually like one of the the first posts. I show you like the top. Oh yeah, because you used um damage. the yeah. the yeah, the, the rod with the light damage and the look. Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's cool, it's novel, but try not to be the Geo guys. You're not a red mage. You're not a red. So there's one job trait that I think we should talk about because it <laughs> it's something that people really struggle with. And I don't 
I don't want to say any names, <laughs> but like it's really hard. Guys. Guys. Some <laughs> people some people can't visualize it even with the visual pictures in front of them. Yeah, don't worry, the BG so, Wiki is there for you. Oh, I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> the the Cardinal Chant ability is kind of this amazing, weird I view it as kind of mad sciencey. It, yeah. it kind of asks it's very scholar-esque. You to run around the mob a bunch uh, and and use that to determine really when you're going to um, change how your spells are going to affect. So based on what direction, a cardinal direction, like from a compass, the mob is from you, not from your facing, but from your character as a physical location, uh, there's a number of effects you can get. Uh, like magic attack bonus, burst bonus, critical hit rate, or a magic accuracy bonus. I'm sorry, all those are magic, to be clear. Um, and if you are in between two of those cardinal directions, you get half the value of both. So you really have eight buff effects that you can give yourself just based on where you are standing in relation to the target. Now, don't uh, get too excited, though, because like one of them is kind of garbage. Well, true. Magic true. crit. Yeah, magic crit. But the, the fun part of this is that you can base what you're doing based on what you need, which is always a nice thing. And if you look um, BG Wiki, there's a really nice chart which ta- shows you the different percentages, or not sorry, not percentages, but the values you get. And that those values get drastically improved by the Geomancy Galero, which is a headpiece that yeah. you, you'll want to get to a plus three. Um, and your raw spells get a higher bonus, slightly higher, not astronomical, but every little bit helps. Yeah, the um, the Geomancy Galero, like if you position yourself right, um, it almost is its own accuracy swap for, for nuking. Uh, because it gives like, for raw spells, like it would give you like, a, I think like plus 81 magic accuracy before set bonus. It gives you almost 100 magic accuracy on its own. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it, it says a hundred percent bonus, and for a raw, you'd get seventeen plus. So, wouldn't that be thirty-four? It'd be thirty-four plus its native magic accuracy of forty-seven. Plus, oh, it's okay, my bad. Ear, so you'd get the set bonus of fifteen if you're at least wearing like the regal earring. I was more interested in the magic burst bonus because for a raw, it's fifty-six here. That's not percent or yeah, because you cap at fifty, correct? And then you need magic bonus two or magic burst two. To uh, go. It, Magic burst bonus one is is forty percent, but I believe okay. this is outside the cap. Like this is a, an additional multiplier. I believe so. Yeah. As soon as you said forty percent, I felt stupid because I'm like, oh, that's right. It's not fifty like everything else. Yeah, I remember really now. Weird. Yeah. Now, I wanna I wanna share with everyone a super secret third party tool that helps with this. Oh, shut what up. What I do yeah. is I print the picture of where the relation is and i actually have it taped to the bottom of my monitor because i can never remember in the middle of a fight what direction it needs to be (laughs) so uh just remember paper is your best third-party tool you can't get caught with it you sound so gen x yeah like this is actually one of the things that that i overlook quite a bit um i know it exists so i try to position myself properly i just always forget the direction correlation i i like the one that i care about most of the time is west and then south um like the magic attack is cool too, I guess. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you can't be, you know, weast of something. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice it's if it did half values, but it's a little too much. Well, if you get between the south and west, you can get half the value of each. Oh, uh, I, mean, I, I, guess, I guess it does do half values. See, see, some people have trouble with Cardinal Chan, and their name is. <laughs> Mine. Just so people know, south is magic accuracy, while west is magic burst bonus. So that's why those two are. Really nice. Um, they just they pair really well. 
Yeah. And I mean, you won't always use it. Like, again, it's a, it's, it's probably best as a toggle. And honestly, I, I like to use it as um, a magic accuracy toggle, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really use the, the burst bonus a whole lot, but I, I used to have a toggle that had that in there. But it was a lot of levers to throw for something that I would often forget. Um, I may go back to it, you know, after discussing it with you guys, but um, and it's definitely worth pursuing. Um, it's 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 great, but I don't think it'll ever really stack up to you know what Aya can do with Magic Burst Two. But very true. Yeah, I I think it's probably about the same. Uh, I think you're right that it's in that. It's a area, more accurate. I don't think you'll. I was going to say it's probably more accurate because it's got skill, elemental it's skill, and magic accuracy. It's got a good yeah. elemental skill. Yeah. No, I think I think we should jump a little bit on the the chart or the but what if they're like me and they get confused further. about cardinal chant you got to clear it up man so, so it doesn't matter what direction you face because <laughs> i got confused i'm like so if the mob moves and or i change direction does that change cardinal chant because now my back is facing south and i'm no longer the mob's north and i'm not and you know <laughs> see it was well confusing. don't don't worry because the, I the eventually about, you can just throw it all away anyway. I eventually kind of got it. It doesn't matter what direction you face; it just matters where the mob is. Yeah, I I actually feel just a compass, like actually. I feel like the the use of cardinal chant is one of the hardest parts of geomancer because it's the thing that so many geomancers tend to forget in the heat of battle. Yeah, it's so low key. Like it's it's just it's one of those things that if if anything on this list is forgotten in the middle of a fight, Cardinal Chant is the thing that I I can throw the least stones about. I mean, another reason not to melee on Geo, you can't see your compass at that point. <laughs> that's that's true. You'd have to disengage to nuke something appropriately. Yeah. So there's a job ability you get at level forty called Collimated Fervor. Right now, <laughs> what this ability does is. For one minute or until your next casting by Cardinal Chant, you'll add um, 50% bonus to the effect granted by Cardinal Chant. So for those of you keeping track at home, when you have your Geomancy Glero plus three, which adds plus 100% and plus 50% from Colmated Fervor, you can jack up the ability that you get from these things pretty high. Um, it certainly sounds like a lot of percent. Yes, so lots of is, percents. It, is it taking, let's say, we'll take magic accuracy here. Is it taking the 17 times 100% 34? Is it doing that by another 50% or is it just, I guess it's the rule multiplication would matter. Yeah, I believe it's it's additive for the percent that's affected. So it would be a 150% times 17, um, which I don't recall. I mean, they, they don't round down numbers generally. So it would probably end up being a what? 34 43.5 uh, magic so accuracy for a raw yep it's uh it's it's not negligible it's just it's i mean also even for non-raw it's, it's nice yeah so it's one of those when you're if you're going to be nuking and and you're you're going to kick out some damage definitely pay attention to these things uh cough doing the omen uh additional objectives uh you can you can absolutely do the non-magic burst uh damage with geo uh not easily, but with a little bit of work, you can get there. Uh, you actually have to have gear for it. Let's see. So there's actually a point I was going to make about stacking this with another thing too. Thergic focus. Yeah, thergic focus. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So that ability actually increases your magic attack bonus by fifty. Well, that's, that's not that's not nothing. It's good for so, that omen uh, objective. Yeah, so if you oh, use a raw spell plus one hundred and fifty percent, 
for West, that's 28 times 150%. So you're going to get an extra 42 on top of the uh, 28 you get there. So that's going to be plus 70, plus 50. So plus 120 magic attack. It's it's pretty gross, yeah. And yeah, yeah it, you mentioned you mentioned Omen objectives, spicy. Uh, yeah, Geo, especially well, once it's like fully geared, it has no trouble hitting those. Like you say. do cap damage burst usually, and then usually your free nuke is actually like a 30k. Absolutely. I was going to say Yatnar was the one who mentioned it, but... Oh, That's okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. There are worse people I could get confused with. You could get confused about Cardinal Chant and not just I read. Know, right? I never read that it says when the mob's south of you. I was looking at the picture and I'm like, wait. So let, let's talk about buffing your Luapons. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, right? Because we just talked about Geo for this long and we didn't even talk about its uh, quote-unquote Zerg applications. Yeah, people know that already, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got three abilities that, that buff the effects of your Luapon spells, but they aren't all applied in the same manner. So you've got Bolster, which is your, your, your initial one hour. You've got Blaze of Glory and you've got Ecliptic Attrition. Okay? Um these each do a plus percent to the effects of your spells, where Bolser is a plus 100%, Blaze of Glory is 50%, and Ecliptic Attrition is 25%. So, you know, you've got three ways to bump your spells. Great. However, you actually have to know how these work. Oh, 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 I know, I know. Do you use Blaze of Glory, Ecliptic Attrition, then Bolster? All of them at once, win the game, go home, everything's great. No, <laughs> that's that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, it's only going to get you a D2. Yeah. <laughs> so That goes along with the, the Geo that had no bubbles. You know what you tell him then? <laughs> get out. You go, um, so pack up, go home, you're through. How could I make a Geo out of you? So, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder if Carrot's going to listen to this episode. She's so, going she's gonna to sleep on the couch because I don't do that. She'll have to sleep on the couch and protest and disgust. Fair. <laughs> so Bolster is is a great ability. Uh, it's wonderful because it affects your Indie Kohler spell that you place on yourself. It affects uh, Luapon that's already placed and ones you place while Bolster is up. It's wonderful. Everyone loves it. But the other two abilities don't work the same way. Blaze of Glory and Ecliptic Attrition only affect the next Luopon spell that you cast. It does not affect Indie Kohler spells. It does not affect a Luopon that's already out. So you actually have to pay attention to when you're using these different abilities, because if you don't, I've definitely seen people who uh, throw a Luopon and then use Blaze of Glory afterwards, thinking that's going to make it do something. And it so does Right here is where I'd actually like to mention that um, there's a lot of people who, especially when they're new to Geo or they're trying to like get their Geos to use certain bubbles, um, who who don't really know the difference between an Indie and a Geo spell. And a lot of people think that the, the Geo color spell, the, the bubble you put on the ground is, is stronger than the Indie. And that is not true until you use these two job abilities, Blaze of Glory and Ecliptic. Exactly. And another thing too, I had to add this to the wiki years ago for Bolster. Because while uh, Blaze of Glory and Ecliptic Attrition require it's the next spell only, and yes, you can use multiple bubbles while Bolster is on to give you that bonus. If you put a bubble down, then Bolster, it does not boost that bubble till you recall it. Really? Yes, so if you put down yeah. Frailty and Bolster, you are having a normal Frailty. You have to Bolster, then use Frailty. Anything during Bolster 
will be affected. It's not like a one-time only next spell. That's the difference uh, between those spells. They function same the same. For, but... Same for Widen Compass, too. I saw that wasn't oh, on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally screw up Widen Compass all the time. Like, I will actually bolster, put the bubble down, and then I'll try to Widen Compass afterwards. You would, because that's the natural... They should yeah, make it retroactive. Yeah, then I just look like an idiot um, afterwards. Uh, you you want to make sure, if you're using Widen Compass, and the best application is generally in Dynamis, uh, when bowls can be spread out, um, it just makes your bubble huge. Um, it, it visibly looks huge, too. It's actually kind of funny to look at, because you never see it. And when people like do see it, that they're like, that bubble looks abnormal. And like people will actually stop and like kind of wonder what's going on. Um, but yeah, use that before you cast the bubble, not after you cast the bubble. Like, don't waste one of your one hours like I always do. You know, the response that Yatnar gave when he's like, really? I don't know. That's not a very encouraging response there. He's got to think about his life choices now. I, I think when I was typing up my notes, I did the thing where my brain was, was thinking one thing and my fingers said, you're wrong. And I typed the wrong thing. So I think you are absolutely correct. Because uh, yeah. that, that makes sense. And I believe I misspoke. I am not an expert, sir. Well, no, no, no. You just didn't have it in the outline. You had for Ecliptic and Blaze that they are for the next spell. And that's just the case for Bolster, except it's not a one-time only. Yeah, it, it's it's fine, man. Like Tickling Tendrils, uh, you know, it, it, it lures the TP of the mob, right? Yeah, 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 totally don't, don't but yeah no, that's, I think I stated it wrong. So you, you thank you for correcting me because that's don't do the bad thing that that Jotnar just said. Still not as bad <laughs> as burst affinity. Now uh, you know why that's bad. Actually, it does increase the indie spell that's already on you though. Like yes. that is immediately infected. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, what it does not affect is an entrusted indie spell. Just so people yeah. are aware. Yes, and that one gets kind of awkward too, um, because that one's just going to be at your base potency um, upon cast, which is like your 900 skill. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to get any bonuses from any plus geomancy. It's not going to get anything from from bolster, and obviously, it's not going to get anything from the other two job abilities. Um, so that one right there is kind of like your situational. I'm going to toss this out because we need that extra oomph sort of thing. Um, but it's not anything that I ever try to even semi full time because you, you can't full time it. Um, I use it very situationally, depending on the the immediate needs of what's going on. I never actually plan for that to be in part of the rotation normally, not unless it's like seed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you also have this fun effect uh, called life cycle. Uh, it's an ability you can use where you lose twenty five percent of your health and you give HP to your Luapon, right? Um, it's a great ability. I generally use it to protect my bolstered Luapon that I've dropped down just trying to make it last longer. Um, there's a bunch of, of math that you can do to uh, get your life cycle effect up higher. Uh, yeah. it's, it's worth paying attention to just because losing a, a bolstered Luapon or specifically a Blades of Glory Luapon because you can't just cast another one yeah, and have the far on. important. Um, yeah. it, it's necessary. And, and, I've seen too many geomancers that just ignore this ability and don't use it. Yeah, it's um, it's something that, that you don't have to use a whole lot. Like once your DT sets in, and like your your familiarity with playing geo is higher. Because again, um, you you can get like eighty seven point five percent DT for your bubble, and yeah. that, that's that's a lot. I mean, your your bubble has an HP perpetuation cost. It actually ticks down over time. You usually offset that with regen in gear and protect it with DT in gear. Like geo gets a lot of it, and it has an innate amount already. Um, when you, 
you, when you use lifecycle, it's usually like, like once you're acclimated to geo and getting your cast timings and stuff down, it's usually to fix oopsies. Yep. So like you're, you're like mid cast trying to enfeeble something or help the red mage with stuff like immuno breaks, you know, stuff I'm jumping ahead to, but using as an example, um, I'm glad you, someone's reading. Your, your, your bubble's kind of exposed while that's going on, and you can use life cycle to then patch it up. So, um, you know, protect those bog bubbles because you want to try to maximize those at all times. On a hard NM, I'm sure you might just use it in general anyway because your bubble's getting beat up, let's say, Blaze of Glory style. Yeah. And the other yeah. the other ability you'll use to protect your Luapon is Dematerialize, which is a, a quote-unquote stone skin for your Luapon. It's pretty good. So, yeah, just... I guess really it comes down to protect your Luapon. It's a great thing. You love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it's bogged. Like, bog is the um, the specific one. Um, ecliptic Contrition, you also want to protect. And, and honestly, I like to split bog and ecliptic up. Um, and I will actually use Dematerialize with Ecliptic because um, it's harder to get a positive HP regen on a bubble. And, yeah. you know, it's it's way more susceptible to damage than a bog one is. Um, once you get the uh, the relic head plus three, and you and you cast your bubbles in that, um, the effect the downside of Blades of Glory, where it uh, starts out at a lower HP, is actually offset by that by that head. Um, so you don't have to worry about you know patching up the immediate HP loss of the bubble from that skill. Yeah, and I mean everyone goes about how great Bolster is, but Blades of Glory is every ten minutes for you know half as much power but still a lot of power as bolster and it lasts longer situationally than than bolster well so it can theoretically be a superior i mean it's not stronger in potency of course but it can be if it's out long enough for a long fight it can be superior to bolster and you can absolutely stack blaze of glory and ecliptic attrition and get almost a bolster but it's a bolster that can be interacted with by corsairs a lot easier than just trying to roll a five or six on wild so it's a lot easier to reset those abilities, um, and you still get almost the same effect. Mm -hmm. So that's 75, so it's pretty much there for all intents and purposes. I see you have uh, highlighted exactly how I approach Geo. <laughs> so the last ability I want to bring up is Full Circle. Uh, for Full Circle lets you blow up your Luapon and you get some HP back, whatever. Um, that's, that's not why I use it. I actually merited up full circle because it increases MP recovered by a percent based on how many merits you put into it. And there have been a number of times where my tank, who is a rune fencer or a paladin, when I'm shoved into the tank party, will not pay attention to their MP management. And the best thing that I can do for them is I drop a bubble on them that's at full health and immediately use full circle to recover MP. As a geo on the outside looking in, your options here are full circle for what is that, up to 25% MP return for full circle? Yep. Uh, ecliptic attrition by 10 seconds. I mean, that's that's 50 seconds off on. How long is the ability of attrition? I know Blaze of Glory is 10. It's the, it, I believe it's the same. Like, as long as you perpetuate that bubble out to its life, is it? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that 50 seconds off. I mean, and the other options here are, you know, uh, you know, 100 seconds, so a minute 40 off of dematerialize blaze of glory or life cycle i mean you're really not blaze of glory is nice but oh you're talking about the recast. i'm looking at merits here for category one because you merits full circle full circle really looks like it adds utility whereas getting blaze of glory back you know every eight minutes and uh something seconds there instead of 10 minutes i really don't think that's gonna drastically because fights usually aren't i mean maybe a a, a divergence Fight might be longer there. Maybe a uh, 
I mean, usually Ambuscade doesn't even last that long unless it's really going badly. You're not going to need that recast cool. on. Full circle merits are the best thing that you can put it in. Um, it, it helps out the group in a lot of ways. Um, it also helps out the new geos because new geos don't have all that conserved MP gear yet or anything. And um, if they're running out of MP a lot, they can they they're basically getting the best refund for the bubble. Well, yeah, possible. I'm just saying that because basically your only other options are lowering your timers of abilities, and they don't really impact like full yeah, circle. Yeah, not really. No. The other yeah. thing uh, I want to note because I just realized that I completely misspoke. Um, to restore the MP of a party member, it's actually using Radial Arcana. Yes. Uh, that's the one I use when I'm popping my bubble to heal my my tank, or you know, if I get stuck with mages, would they, they blow all their MP? I just do that, and they get a fair amount back. Yeah, Radial Arcana is is like the jam. Um, you should always have that. It is it is very good. So, uh, not much else to say about it. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just solid <laughs> in what it does, and it's one of your MP restore you know abilities available to you. So, just be mindful that it's there, and don't forget about it. So, you know, we've talked about this. That does absolutely nothing outside from throwing two bubbles, right? <laughs> like there's no abilities, no situational stuff. Let's talk about secondary roles real quick. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, you know, because I, I mean, we've kind of gone in depth about Geo overall, but uh, the secondary roles are really what define it. Um, one of the the things that gives me like the saddest face is that when you take something like Geo into like the new Odyssey content where there's no sub job. It's one of those jobs like Bard where it's extremely noticeable that you do not have a sub job. Power. Yeah. So secondary roles, um, nuking then. So what's your what's your approach? To nuking? So I will I will first uh, be very clear that nuking is the one that my Geo is weakest in. Uh, I have not built his sets out well enough for me to to really say that I am a nuking geomancer for endgame. Uh, <laughs> Some expert. <laughs> but yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Who hired this guy? So, <laughs> you know, we've talked, I think, I don't know, a little bit about Cardinal Chant uh, and the associated job abilities. You know, so you really want to be abusing those as much as possible. Um, and pay attention that you, you know, you've got a number of effects that you can use to improve your performance. Um, you know, you, you can effectively drop three Geomancy effects, two, uh, a Luapon and two Indie spells, on you and your group in a way to up your nuking capability. You've got malaise, acumen, languor, and attunement. So a combination of these based on what you're fighting and how you're geared and what other buffs you're getting, you're gonna wanna pick from. Add the effect of throwing a frazzle on the enemy, either from yourself or if you're lucky enough to have a red mage or someone else subbing red mage, using collimated fervor and thergic focus, you can do some pretty sizable single hit spells. Even when you don't have the job abilities up of collimated fervor and thergic focus, you can still get your numbers fairly high. Um, are you gonna get them as high as I don't know a fully black mage being leveraged? No, I think it might be more comparable <laughs> to a scholar without sort of like uh, book abilities it's, for that nuke. Maybe it's generally maybe. stronger than a scholar. So I am a nuking geo. Like I actually have a very potent geo when it comes to that and. Um, it, it, it's not as good as a black mage and I'll give you the pros and cons as to why here in a sec, but it feels better than scholar most of the time. Um, and I can't really put my finger on why I think it's probably cause I know what my own buffs are. So I'm, I'm geared appropriately for them. Uh, because the only time I'm, I'm like nuking specifically is like, if I'm doing like magic burst strats versus like, let's say like a wave one statue or something, 
um, the, the wave one boss statue, like I'll, I'll join in with the, uh, the leaden salutes going off, uh, you know, doing darkness skill chains and all that stuff to kill it. Well, it would uh, feel better in this case, even without bubbles, because using a cardinal chant there for your magic bursting is going to be really nice. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and it very much is, um, it's not unreasonable to cap damage. Um, the, the, the problem with, uh, with nuking geo in particular is that, uh, your magic accuracy is kind of. Um, you can use bubbles to fix that, but you got to remember that you're supporting a group and you shouldn't be selfish about it. Um, <laughs> one of the main things that I do, um, particularly during Dynamis runs, is I will actually uh, nuke statues that like get resisted or like let's say a pull gets botched or we're just not ready for the first certain pulls. Um, I'll actually help the Corsairs nuke down statues uh, in addition to sleeping things. You know how big that is, I've been on a lot of different divergence runs and I've run a lot of divergence runs and sometimes your courses aren't the best or just get resisted or whatever have you, or there's a link and you have three yep. statues to see the geos not nuking when we desperate because statues are the killer of groups. They hit for like yeah. three times the damage of a normal mob. That's why they're so oh, yeah. slow. <laughs> you can run away from them. And yeah, and, and the AOEs will kill your back. I mean, it's ridiculous and they get TP quickly. So that when to not see a geo nuke when it, it might take four nukes to kill the statue or something depending on your geo maybe five but to do nothing I mean maybe well, three if you're great but to do the, nothing is ridiculous. One of the the cute applications of your raw spells is that in in pulls where there's a lot of stats, um, if you can just wait a sec for the tank to hit uh, most of the mobs around you, you can actually raw those statues down. And of course, you'll also nuke the other mobs that are in the pull too. So that might you know, get you in trouble with your grid. Some people rather just have the statues up than have people waking things up. Depends. I think the, the, a, the tank should should mostly have it. I think it could. Yeah, it should. I think a, a well coordinated group. If a geo is ballsy enough to do that, then that's you know very good. I, it really I showcases it the job. Well, yeah, but it really yeah. showcases the job in a way that people aren't doing, and I think is very very noticeable as a perk of being a geo that they don't exploit. It also helps you, like, if you're a newer group, it helps you bring in cores that aren't quite ready for it yet. Because, I mean, every core starts somewhere. And sometimes your geo is. Well, yeah. But, I mean, the, if, 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 the, if the core is close and the geo is close, because your geo doesn't have to be the highest end possible, then you can actually make up that difference um, because you're trying to pull the statue anyway. Let's say you, you have a newer Corsair, because, you know, it happens. And let's say they get resisted or, for whatever reason, they're only, like, they're, 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 they're like bringing it down to like 10%. Um, you don't even need to cast a tier five in that situation. You can just do like a tier two nuke and your, your geo is going to be able to finish that off without any kind of effort. Like you can do a raw one and finish that off without any kind of effort. Um, if you want to AOE, like, again, I'm not recommending that for new players. It's just something to think about because you don't have to just stand there, you know, doing nothing but bubbles. Something you know? to aspire to or to yeah, yeah. asper to. <laughs> something you can, you can asper to because... <laughs> Between the singing and that, you know, I, I might. Well, actually you, you know why we have to beat the Huns, right, Fox? I, because Geo is a step-by-step -step process. Oh dear! Look, <laughs> I like. I actually like the Mulan songs, man. Don't make me hate them. So, uh, yeah, but but you could, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'm monologuing, but it is important to know that you can you can use Geo to shore up weaknesses, especially that one in particular, because there are a lot of Corsairs that they can be self-conscious when they're new. And to have that, hey, man, you'll be all right. We're not all going to die um, approach to being able to help them is probably the most you can do for your group. It was a pun, Fox. They're, they're from the step. I know. I just, I just don't know what to do with that right now. <laughs> so the, the second uh, secondary role is the, the buff slash debuff role. This is where I end up operating a lot on my geo. 
so this is when you you might have another red mage or something in the group um, who maybe they're not so fast on the draw. Um, maybe they can't keep up on hasting everyone who wants haste or keeping flurry up on people who want flurry. So depending on what you're subbing, which I'm oftentimes on red mage, um, I'm actually oftentimes throwing extra buffs around the party and the alliance to try and keep um, just base level effectiveness up for the group. Um, and that's something that it's it's not going to contribute damage in an amazing way. But what it does do is is it operates in the manner of which I, I think of Geomancer that I mentioned at the start, which is that it operates in layers. And you're adding that extra ablative layer to your group to try and keep it functional. Yes. It's underrated. Um, Sorry, Fox. Because when things no, no, when things fine. work, you don't always see why. So if your geo is erasing while your white mage is carrying, and your white mage is carrying while your geo is erasing, you know, even though I just said it the same way, if if either one of those are switched up at the same time, <laughs> then it it is a very seamless thing that makes the run go from the buffs as well from a run that's not super easy and doesn't feel like the game's a joke to a run that goes from being not so easy to a joke, and those things are you know the ultimate factor but you don't always know what's you know as was it fox said you don't know you can't put your finger on it sometimes but you know yeah it's you know i i the real world analysis i make to this is that it's it's like being in information technology you know you're no one knows you're there unless something has gone horribly wrong yeah. and that's that's kind of the point when you're looking at these buffing jobs people shouldn't really know what you're, you're doing they should just know that everything's going really well um if if things are going really poorly it means probably your buffing jobs aren't doing as well because they're not able to help um bend that curve of other things that might not be going correctly in the dd department or the healing department or tanking that's like that. geo's problem though because you don't want you know the it analogy there is perfect because everyone sees geo making things work and it just kind of is there and they go like oh i want that it'll just be there and that's the problem with Geo is they are seeing things working and, you know, it works until you know it's a problem, but they don't like people aren't circumvent or circulating the information in a proper manner so that they understand even cardinal chant. I mean, anything about <laughs> Geo besides, you know, you can assume, hey, it's a mage job. I have nukes. I should probably gear that. Hey, I have carries. Probably do that. I could debuff. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'll talk to someone in the group about what debuffs I can hit. You know, but they don't disseminate the information properly, and it's because everyone just kind of takes Geo for granted. And that's kind yeah. of that IT analogy. There is the problem for Geo. It's also the same problem that I have with when people talk about um, like meta and like best in slot and things like that. Um, people have this mindset in this game when they approach things that everything is always going to be optimal and they just assume optimal is going to happen. And yeah. in situations where a geo can throw out buffs and debuffs, it um, emphasizes the fact that people can't dual cast. Uh, dispels happen. Sometimes timers happen. Uh, you know, things wear off in awkward like bursts and stuff. And just because a, a red mage has a better haste or you want to make sure people are haste capped, it does not mean that a geo stemming that lead with their own haste is not something that you can add. Um, you'll simply be overwritten when they can get around to doing that. But oftentimes those kind of jobs like white mages, um, like having to cure and then cure status effects, like you can't dual cast on a white mage. Uh, so having you there to fill in that gap 
until the better buff can be on there is more valuable than a lot of people actually give it credit. You know, agreed one hundred percent. Corsair, if it didn't do damage, would be in the same boat as Geo. But since Corsair does, you know, some minor buffing and then like goes to town shooting or swinging its uh, nagling around. If you're Fox, I'm sure it has to be nagling. It can't be swinging a dagger around. Uh, then, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I want to hit the mob. But with Geo, they're like, okay, I did my buffs. So hmm, nothing exciting yeah. now. But you, you, can, you can watch that party list, though, and you can make sure that everyone stays where they need to stay. And, and like, if you, if you use voice communication or even typing communication, um, you can let people know that, hey, I gave this person a haste one, but they're going to need a haste two. And this often happens like if your group gets slowed for whatever reason and haste two gets overwritten, a lot of times a white mage will erase it and the slow will go away. But sometimes the other mages, like especially if you're getting haste twos from somewhere, uh, may actually forget that they need to put their haste two back on. And in the meantime, you can at least give them haste one until they can get those haste twos back because everything matters. Of course. Like when it comes to optimizing. Of course. So, you know, we'll take the IT analogy here and kind of, kind of, augment it geo is the guy that by you be the guy on geo by not being the guy it's like uh, earlier with dancer you may not be the best dps but that's not the point you don't want to be the best dps i mean even though you can do it you're there for other purposes and just because those don't you know have flashing lights that say look who won the parse you know (laughs) you know just because it's not up in lights with your name there doesn't mean that you know it's not a thing and it's important to self-sacrifice is important for a group at times because that is the role some jobs and and roles in this game are not to be seen they're to sacrifice yourself for the success of those who are seen actually if you want to next level it and be the fucking man um a lot of times veteran red mages when they're when they're real red mages in groups will know how many immuno breaks a a particular enemy needs in order to immuno break and if they convey that to the Geo, the Geo can actually stagger those same debuffs in such a way that they will help the Red Mage Immuno break faster. True. Very true, yeah. That coordination doesn't generally happen, but yes, the potential is yeah, there. People can always just start doing it, though. And even you said that, you know, I, I, it wasn't a Fox episode until it was, I can throw straight nines in Divergence on a Magic but Yes, there's the straight <laughs> nines. <laughs> straight nines. I was going to say, you know, the, the situation I normally run into this with uh, historically is, uh, you know, White mages, uh, we have a white mage with Yagrush, uh, gets um, slow off of the whole party, everything is great. They start throwing a cure. The red mage is trying to immunibreak silence on the red mage or the blue mage, uh, wave three mob. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, Oh, I should probably throw haste on my uh, my crazy DDs that are two handers because I want them hitting as fast as they can. Um, you know, that that's the kind of thing where you should be paying attention because. Yeah, the red mage should be throwing haste too, but they need to make sure that blue mage can't cast spells to wipe the alliance. Yeah, there's a priority to things, and you know, becoming a better player and identifying these things is incredibly important. Um, not only from the people actually performing those roles, but for you to notice that they're performing those roles and fill in those secondary gaps. Like being that that second place person is not a bad thing. It it makes you so much more valuable than you could ever imagine and keep in mind with immuno breaking you need to have magic accuracy gear you can't just cast it in idle gear and hope an immuno break happens you have to have magic accuracy gear to increase the chance of an immuno break noticeably so agreed <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing uh, geomancer comes with ridiculous artifact gear and you know it would be really weird if geomancer had an ability where they could change how much magic accuracy they got by just right. walking around the mob <laughs> 
Hmm. It's too, con- uh, so too confusing. The, the last secondary role I have listed here is healing. And, and I don't think we have much we need to go into on it because it's really what we've been talking about. You well, know? you put here, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Yeah. Like, even if you're mainly nuking or buffing, like, throw cures when you can. Sometimes it's necessary. I, I've seen plenty of times, whether it was in that last Odyssey segment form, people got low, but it wasn't super, super fast. They had like one or two things hitting them, and the white mage had MP because the bar didn't sing ballad. But, you know, just throwing that one cure, even three, not even four, just would save that person between the next cure from the white mage. And that happens all the time in all content, where someone's not dead in one hit. It's maybe like, if it's going really poorly against something, maybe it's two or three hits kills them. But between the white mage, you know, maybe it's an AoE doing a lot of damage. That makes more sense than just a hit. You know, between that, sometimes just a cure four will give them enough for the white mage to save the whole group. And there you go. You are now the guy. And I may go sub black mage to divergence, but that's because that's for my particular group's needs. Um, I don't shy away from healing on Geo. It's just you you do it when it's necessary. Like Like you said, don't ignore it and build good sets for it for sure. Um, but also know when it's, when it's situational, like if, if you have enough healers elsewhere, don't be afraid to sub something else, but don't just sub something else because you don't want to be a healer because th- that's, that's not what Geo is all about. You must be exactly. swift as a coursing river. <laughs> I will fly to Jersey. You don't want to do you that. Disney might sue. Uh, oh, fuck you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a Mickey Mouse voice either. It's closer than I would have ever gotten. Yeah. If I had a Mickey Mouse voice, I would say something like, the great thing about Mulan is now the people making the stuffed toys actually look like them. Um, I have one more thing to add to <laughs> Fox is just yeah, like, Fox goes, that. nope. Yeah, nope. I'm going to nope right the fuck out of it, man. And, well, my uh, fault is where the sweatshop is. That's why it's terrible. So when building good potency sets on Geo for, for cures specifically, um, don't neglect skill. Um, skill plus is more important for Geo because it has no native skill than it is for a lot of jobs. So when you're optimizing your the power of your cures, um, try to make sure that you're prioritizing that. Um, cure potency, of course, is important, but there's a lot of gear out there where you can get like some um, some healing magic skill pluses, and, and you, you generally want to make sure you have you know that. It's usually not expensive either. Spend a little bit of time, uh, and, and this goes for really any job that you play, um, spend a little time, uh, again, plugging BG Wiki, on, on some of the pages that talk about the equations behind these things, because, you know, this is a video game based on programming, which is math. So there's there are math equations that really help you tune at what point you should add more skill or more mind or what, and, and really pay attention to those. And with a healing set on Geomancer, that's a really good thing to pay attention to because you're you're not tooled really well natively to throw powerful cures. And if you're someone yeah. like myself who's not very math-oriented, I can tell you that the cure equations are very easy to follow and there are obviously cure calculators out there. But still, it's not not that hard to cure a cure. And it's not like, you know, gear Tetris either for, for a Geo. It is sort of for a white mage to squeeze every ounce out of it. But the Geo is like a much more basic version of it. Just don't throw on 50% cure potency and call it a day. Um, there are tweaks that you can make it so that you don't use as much MP while curing. Um, there are tweaks to just squeeze out a little bit more power to make your cures more MP efficient. I would be someone that kind of sides with uncapped cure potency for a little extra conserve MP. Yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, you're you're not going... Okay, that's not true. Uh, in some ambuscades, you're going to be a primary healer. Um, but in most situations, you're not. But having just enough to save somebody's life 
so that they can continue to be a DD instead of, you know, tanking the floor. Uh, you know, th those are the sort of things you want you want to be able to shore up as far as like weaknesses. Like that's why you're you're subbing healing. That and status cures. Um, Geo sub white mage is totally fine combination. Um, it's not like the greatest in terms of utility, um, but you can at least provide things like, like uh, you know, about one seventeen to one twenty one ish bar spells, which are not terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, you can provide. Uh, you know, status cures, even AOE uh, wake-ups from Kiraga, you know, things like that. Like, just, Does the just AOE bubble healing them wake them up too? Yes, it should. There you go. Yeah. So I think the, the point of all this is, I think I think when we, we take everything that's been said here tonight, Geomancer is not a job that you should be just standing around on. There is tons to do with it. It is not boring. Not if you're playing it properly. You know, since I guess this is the conclusion point of the PowerPoint interview here, yeah. which don't get me wrong, I am teasing you, but uh, I like totally fine. You, you present it in a way that's different from other other guests, and you have taken the Funkworks level to another level, of course. By you know, you, di you <laughs> didn't let us, you didn't let us do, or you didn't let me at least, because Fox was constructive. You didn't let me derail you, and uh, it well, came off very professional. My, I, I describe it this way. My, my mind is like living in an episode of Scrubs. Ooh, just okay, I'm, I'm done. That's it. End the podcast. So, <laughs> so I'm really used to dealing with like constant distraction. Scrubs being canceled is one of the happiest moments in my life. Hated wow. that show. Everyone, it was. It's worse than Rick and Morty fans. It's okay. You could be wrong. <laughs> wow. The Rick and Morty fans are more cringe, but as people, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> My favorite transitional phrase that I overuse and everything. So when uh, Geo to me is a job, before we even got to this point, like early on in the podcast, when Fox was describing Divergence, I really, really, really loved back at 75, I've talked about it before, being a black mage in that era and having, you know, it sounds like how Geo is without the bubbles. I mean, because obviously it, the bubbles are its thing, but him conducting a symphony just the him being in divergence because i loved being in dynamis and doing the non-nuking things black mage as those secondary things to me for whatever uh reason i'll use less expletives for whatever reason were just very fun to me and engaging you know using choke even just as stun stun something like that bind and sleep controlling mobs uh, red mage of gravity and things like that and running away from slower mount, you know, those are very exciting to me. So going as Geo and paying attention to a battle and sleeping and paying attention to people, you know, instead of just because a black mage doesn't have to do that, you're kind of paying attention to the mobs. They're a very mob focused job, but paying attention to the people is even more exciting. And you're doing some of the same stuff that I really enjoyed doing at the same time. While it sounds great to go gear up that job, I can't invest in that right now because of, you know, thief and pup are, are my new ones. I can't spare any more time and resources, but I'm afraid, as I think other people might be, that if you level Geo, that's all people are going to want you to come on. And of course, that's when you just say no. But if it makes you feel better, there have been a number of, of shells I've been in where I joined for my Geo. And after a couple of months, I was never coming on Geo again because they learned that I had a functional and well-played paladin or samurai or or what have you, have you based on what else we had in the shell. Um, so it's it's definitely a situation where it's not like some jobs where you get generally pinned in the one thing unless that's the Bar only thing you have. 
yeah, Bard, if you have Bard, I'm sorry, that that's your life. That's it's awful. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things like, I don't think it's as prevalent, but I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, I, I, I suspect it's because a lot of people just bought it and, you know, do it in a bad way. But I feel like if people had more well-played, thoughtful Geomancer players doing the job in, in a lot of different locations and, and environments, I think the perspective for Geo being a good bot or a good alt bot might go away. Well, it's never going to go away because it's something they can do for a great measure of success. If you bought a thief, it doesn't matter. If you bought a Geo, you, you get the bubbles are carrying the group enough that you kind of needed it. But yes, uh, having people think that it's something that can be reduced down to that, it's not because that's that's you know like taking a bot white mage. It's the equivalent of taking a bot white mage. I don't think anyone looks at Geo in that way the same way they look at a bot white mage. Sure, it's going to cure people, but it's not going to work great. Yeah. Well, you often have to make a lot of the same triage decisions that a white mage would. So that's the same argument you could have towards making a white mage a, a human as opposed to a robot. You can actually apply to Geomancer as well. Like the exact same types of decisions need to be made on the fly. Well, with white mage, you know, lives are at stake. With Geo, lives are at stake. Yeah. Well, possibly. If all the Geo is being brought there for in the bot is what a player would have done, you know, Frailty and Fury and hey, AFK and watch Scrubs. <clears throat> then hey now you're an all-star <laughs> no nope <laughs> well that sounds like the end of an episode <laughs> you know uh, i'm looking forward to the funk works uh feedback for this episode because funk does listen to all of them and give us very good constructive feedback so hopefully this one hits us with the force really of a great typhoon well, I'll just say, you know, I, I appreciate coming on and, and I don't uh, presume to say that I am the best geomancer or that I know everything there is about it. But you were the best guest. Uh, well, I mean, not, not overall. I mean, you're not the best <laughs> guest, but for geo out of everyone, you're probably the best geo guest. Well, yeah, thank you. True. But the, the point here is, is, is I want people to know that, that anything I said here, style wise, play wise, you know what? It could be wrong. Disclaimers. Figure out a better way to do it, you know? <laughs> Kind of disclaim it out. Yeah. No, I, I would say I would say it's fine. And rather than learning, you know, the hard mechanics of this job, I hope people spend a lot of time, you know, paying attention to your thoughts on it and, and you know my thoughts on it. Everyone, the spicy thoughts on it. Like uh, they they, wow. they pay attention to the the, the parts that matter. Um, like anyone can can go on to you know like BG and like learn how all of these things work, right? But it's paying attention to the approach and why we decide to do the things that we're doing when we're on Geo, that is the most important because being able to solve for why tells you exactly how you then need to focus on gearing, tells you how you need to, you know, approach groups when it comes to choosing your sub job. Um, why is one of the most powerful questions that you can ever answer and people need to ask it. Agreed. I think too, when you understand the why here, it helps you solve for X. No, it's a Fox thing, but no, when you understand <laughs> your role, it's not algebra to play the job. When you understand your role here, I think the game becomes more fun because instead of being, you know, oh, I put my bubble here and I just kind of get bored. When you understand what to do better because you're not closing your mind off, the game becomes more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm engaged the entire time I play. Yep. Uh, specifically. It sounds more engaging hearing this for the first time because it's not a job I really have ever considered, and I'm obviously not going to do it because I only have <laughs> bad jobs. Like, 
<laughs> Blue, Thief, Dragoon, Pup, and Rune. You can imagine my pug uh, rotation is great. No one wants any of those jobs generally besides Rune. So it's like Rune Benzer Ownery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's usually <laughs> a taken slot by Paladin now. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, and <laughs> I mean it's okay that's just that's just your thing like like i said at the very start like not everyone is going to gravitate towards geo like we can make geo sound really cool i want to play it out of the rally. I can't yeah yeah well it's too bad <laughs> i think pup sounds amazing and i i played a bunch of it and was just like yeah i don't think that's for me and that's okay it, i've seen people use pup and it's amazing i was telling yeah. our mutual friend fox that i want to go on pup and have the matan nuke kai key every kiss <laughs> begins with k um yeah. and and get my robe that way because it would be the first time I have a job that can fight something that I want without having to like bring other people for that purpose. I can actually do it now. And uh, he's like, "No, you can't do that." And I'm like, "Dude, it's already been done by lesser geared blue mages or pups than myself. It's not like I can't." He's like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay." It's online, man. Still yeah. look at the video. Yeah. I think Google has like all the answers. And he wasn't so obstinate about it like that, but he's like, he just didn't believe. A, he's like, the puppet can't nuke hard enough. And I'm like, it, it should be able to. And you're definitely going to magic burst. You're going to skill chain to yourself and the puppet will magic burst. That's what it does. So it just takes longer. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's not, it's, it's always going to be situational. Like you're not always going to be able to, you know, bring like something like pup to a scenario like that and make it work. Like you have to go out of your way to do things sometimes. And, I mean, just being prepared to do it and have, you know, actually have fun trying to optimize yourself in that way is probably the best approach in keeping this, you know, game from getting stale too. And it'd be nice too if you can have a Geo expected to have a nuking set by default. So if you are low manning something like uh, K, I'll never settle on a name. It's got three names and that's what it is. Well, Names are bad that, in on K. That, on that NM in particular, um, I'm usually hitting the resist wall because I'll nuke second. Um, but you really start to notice Geo's lack of magic accuracy. Like you can change your bubbles around and stuff, and you probably should be having magic accuracy on, even if you have a black mage. Um, but you do actually notice the um, the lower magic accuracy and and the lower tier nukes that uh, that Geo has. So you don't get tier sixes. That's yeah. kind of an unfortunate thing. Well, it'd just be nice to expect the Geo to be able. I'm not saying I know the nuke wall is a thing. I'm saying if you're low manning it and you just let's say you're duoing it, to expect a Geo is capable of providing the proper buffs, and you could put out an accuracy bubble in this case. It's fine. I mean, I mean, it's not a problem if it is the difference between resisting and not. That's going to be more important. But just to expect them that they're able to actually magic burst kill the mob instead of just standing there with a bubble waiting for someone else to magic burst kill it, or at least to contribute to the damage. Absolutely, yeah, and realize with the nuke wall, you can get around it a little bit on Geo by using your raw spells instead of the the tier fives. Yeah, um, and also like wait, you can even think outside the box. Hold on, can... there. Are you saying? I thought that as the element is the nuke wall. Are you saying that a raw does not? Well, what I assumed he meant was that you're going to use the speed in which you can cast that raw spell to yeah. hit at the end uh, of the, ma okay. the magic first window. Uh, okay. You can so, cast, the, the raw spells cast very quickly. Yeah, so you can get the full potency if they nuke right at the very start, and then at the very end of it, you should be able to squeeze off one that's full you potency. Know, that's actually really kinky to me. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, but but you can even think outside the box. Like Just because Geo can do damage doesn't mean that it needs to fill that role. You could be the guy who's sitting there like nuking the, uh, the regen away, too. Just free nuking. And it's just, well, yeah, the regen, but if you're skill chaining one of it, it shouldn't be a problem. But nonetheless, yes, you could, but if people 
spread that information as more of a, a, a well understood thing. Like, you know, if he would just go, of course, Geo could, you know, get around the nuke wall somewhat, you know, if people actually talked about that for something like that, NM especially, I, I think it would be a different world we play in. And I've never actually yeah. even thought of that or been told by, by anyone before this podcast. So that is nice to know. It requires quite a bit of timing. Honestly. Well, yes. Yeah. But at least you're trying and at least it will work. There are worse jobs to throw MP away on, too. Like, I mean, yeah. your nuke is not going to be nearly as detrimental getting resisted in a case where you mistime it than, like, say, the Black Mage's MP efficiency, where you're going to want to make sure they're hitting for the max damage. I mean, getting the best returns on Merkur. Since it casts so fast, too, you, if you have a, let's say, second Black Mage or even a Scholar or something there, if you are timing it on Geo, right, you can go between them and prevent the nuke wall from happening in the second one. One of the coolest things that you can actually do on Geo um, is you can quad burst. And you can do that on like a light skill chain. I'm not saying like this is for key or something. Um, but what you can do is you can time your your tier five to go off at the very start and then rotate through the other three raw spells that, that would be in that uh, that light alignment. So let's say you, you nuke with Thunder 5, land that at the very start of it. Um, you can then go through and hit um, the burst on fire and then wind and then uh, raw three thunder. And you can actually quad burst through all of it and never hit the resist wall. That's that sounds like you're at that perfect time because the delay after you casting do, yeah. is is ridiculous. But the, even um, even try bursting is something you don't really see. Yeah, there's you have to deal with the universal delay. So I think in order to do that, you need a quick cast on one of them. Yeah. Um, and even then, you're not going to hit it all the time. But uh, you can at least even get three off though, and because you can diversify that damage. A lot of times you can just like squeeze out extras and not have to interfere with other stuff. So it almost sounds like for everything Geo has, SE kind of built a check into it that, yeah, it can triple burst. In their mind, bursting is more important than in our strategies. So giving it lower magic accuracy was kind of a counterbalance. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot else. I mean, I just want to make sure people know to make good decisions. Like making good decisions is the most important part. You know, we want people to play Geo with all the strength of a raging fire. And so that it's just not as mysterious as the dark side of the moon. You go fall down some stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, where I think I think yeah, that's pretty much where we're at with it. Geomancer just it's it's not the thing to set and forget. You get a lot out of it by playing it. All right, I think we're good. Anything you want to plug before we go, Gottner? Before we do our typical plugs at the end? Uh, nope. Don't have anything special to plug. Wow, <laughs> so much for a web comic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that webcomic if Eric's is listening. So, and that being said, of course, Discord's fun. Mentioned it before. Join it. That's fun. Love it. Love it. That's great. Uh, you know, no one has bumped the BG thread in a while. I've said it a couple times. Now, someone getting that BG thread. It's a useless dead form, but someone make my day for a second there. Otherwise, um, I mean, you can email us as always. I mean, I don't think there's anything else to plug besides WTF and deal at gmail.com email us for whatever feedback I mean I'm getting more feedback in either I'm getting more than emails now in uh, Sveden's BG PMs or more on Reddit and PMs or because that's where Yatner is from here he's the first person to respond to the Reddit thread that was made to if you want to be a guest so I guess the plug here can be if you want to be a guest and you don't have to be an expert you just have to have a take on a job you play a lot or your experience or something to contribute. You don't have to be the wiki. You just have to be, you know, a guest. 
Someone who's competent. Competency counts. Fox is very skeptical, so we do have yes, to interview uh, him. I'm the barrier of entry, actually. Yes. Spicy, Spicy believes in people. I do not. I don't believe in people. I just don't care about consequences. <laughs> to be clear, it's good to have someone, you know, being skeptical because it's really easy to be some a-hole on the internet just making stuff up. Hi. True. Yeah. I am, true. I am a, a pessimist, I am a cynic, and I am misanthropic always. So I do not believe in people, Fox. I just don't give them as hard of a time as you do. Well, if you don't want to, you know, post anything to us or send us any messages or emails or anything, um, if you join the Discord server, um, we can actually get a lot of, of uh, good feedback that way. And, you know, we can you know, bring some new ideas or you can even ask questions there. So, you know, if you don't want to do the other things, Discord's always cool. Uh, it's definitely thriving at this point. And, and to be clear, that's the only place you're going to get your fix for spicing with Ryan. I was about to say, yeah. you know, Fox, what should have happened right before Yatnar there is, Fox, when that lamb came to the table, you should have looked at everyone and said, hold on, I got to take a picture and post this and what the food. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I didn't have the, the bottles of li- wine to, uh, to twist just correctly so that their labels are facing the right way. I love wine. You know, also part of not doing a food thing, this will be our last thing before we cut here, is that people in their food blogs and all that and all this, you know, not that I couldn't have a food blog and post those ridiculous paragraphs of stories that everyone skips through. Just put them at the end with the recipes. It's ridiculous. Uh, People put those food blogs. I don't care. Put it after the recipe. Jerks. I would be I would be highly surprised if you don't have a secret food blog somewhere. No, I, I don't I don't have time for that. It's just people, you know, they dress it up, you know, they'll like take a filter, they'll make the they'll structure the food really good. And it's like, I don't want to sit there and dress food up. That's annoying. It's a waste of time. I just it has to look good to, enough. You have to fluff the food before the shoot. <laughs> I don't want to feel shame that I'm about to ruin what I what's been put in front of me. <laughs> well, you know, you could also have no shame for singing bad disney songs i think it's a good disney song but i sung it poorly it is a good i used to i used to when i would uh play minecraft with my buddy a long time ago um we'd be gaming at his house and uh we would be uh we would actually use that particular mulan song to questing through um just like the the overworld and like trying not to die because we play on hardcore i am glad i ruined it because out of everything i've done tonight poor singing aside fox that to me was more cringe than oh i don't it's super fun. See? Exactly um, why I'm singing. I hate you. Have your fun. And thank you, everyone. Fox, give them the, the see ya, because you always do the see ya. All right. Later, guys.